0: listen to the black guy who tips podcast because rod and karen are hot
1: things on my mind when i wake up things on my time trying to take up if i could save up my money like worry i'd be a rich man but sorry would play much and i made up the fiction that but ah i'm a century of a system causing a day rust set a stage in a monologue a play of me and the audience all up in my
0: makeup
2: hey welcome to the Black blackout tips podcast your host rod and karen and we are live on a sunday morning man uh on a sunday morning where i feel like people are probably gonna be pretty excited because i mean in addition to the return of the walking dead um tonight uh we also have everybody's like favorite guest is uh, my man chris lambert of the mundane festival podcast what's going on chris
1: hey guys thanks for having me
2: oh man thanks for ha- coming on man you uh You've been making the the circuit uh you know i heard you on uh medium popcorn right. uh <laughs> the other day uh, uh holding it down um and then yeah uh even though it was on your show i felt like it was like the jl covang uh chris lamberth crossover because it's about oscars time time to discuss movies and stuff so you you've been you've been doing the rounds man
1: yeah, man, I'm I'm trying not to, I didn't want to break the cycle with JL, man, cause we've been doing that for like uh, at least four years. And right. uh, so I reached out to him and uh, we had a good time. That was a, uh, it's always a good time when we get, when we get together, man, it's like shit. Like, I don't know, like, like Primo and Guru in the booth, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever your favorite collaboration is, it's that, you know i I, I think so,
2: it's like the Black Siskel and Ebert, you know, getting together. And go yeah. the movies,
1: yeah,
2: uh, Bliskell and Ebert is what we call them. Uh, sure,
1: sure thing. Yeah. And then,
2: and then, like also, you know, JL was quitting his podcast and movie reviews and everything oh, that no, I'm sad. that made him who he is uh, oh, no. today. So it was kind of you know kind of sad to see, mm. uh, but it was cool to hear him on your show. And I think he may have started righteous prick back. I don't know, you know, JL i just can't picture JL quitting comedy like that because i feel like he's gonna he's gonna quit like charles oakley quit the Knicks, you know like <laughs> he, like we'll see a story about him choking out a promoter
0: right uh, so and done did something because <laughs> he done had enough,
2: yeah at the at the cellar yeah. and we'll be like oh man JL still in the game right, you but know you
0: say that sounded about right though because right. he, he sure I, was fed up
2: i can't picture him just you know hanging up the shoes or walking away so clean you know he's too that man's too angry to not have an outlet right yeah no he ain't gonna quit um but uh and then uh you know since it is oscars time man i feel like you know you've been uh talking about movies a lot um and there's a lot of there's a lot of movies to talk about man uh Mm -hmm. so we're gonna talk about some movies today too
0: yeah and y'all too okay some movies that you and a handful of other people may have seen because i ain't watching none of them yeah, well, Chris
2: and I reviewed, um, I think, uh, I think it's what? Hello, my name is Doris. Mm-hmm. And then we also reviewed yeah. La-, La La Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the mm-hmm. La La Land, uh, review for our movie reviews, uh, really, um, like we, it, it's a, re- anytime Chris is on the show, it's, it's like a review, but then it's also, we just have conversations. Right. And so we got to talk about, you know, black shit in Hollywood and, uh, these kind of the trope of the, the white artist that's not living his best dream uh compared
0: <laughs> <laughs> to, compared
2: to the black movies where the black movies like, "Can I just get out the hood can like I can I just a can I get a chance to not get killed in a crack drug deal going wrong like white people movies be like, but I really want to be more of an acoustic guitarist and i ah, I'm tired of the I, I I understand that I'm a, the number one selling uh electric guitarist on on the world, but what I really need to do is, and it's like okay, um, so so yeah, we talked about all that stuff, man. Uh, how's everything been going with you, man?
1: Uh, this year's been going pretty good, man. I I did a, a one day on season three of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and yes. uh, I I just started working on a movie starring Melissa McCarthy this past week
2: come on and, uh, chris that's what i'm talking about no
1: yeah yeah you know trying to trying to trying to come up man trying to come up in Trump yes. america
0: yes we're gonna have to look uh, at you and go black acting school <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> trying, to, trying to uh i'm hoping both of them made the cut but uh i i just feel i gotta have two days on this film and uh it's really cool man it's it's good to see like the the work start to pay off a little bit and i'm trying to be a little more positive uh, with with uh, those endeavors. Cause you know, you could easily say, you know, like, man, yeah, I might not get it, but you know, whatever happens. But I was like, I started to start thinking like, what if I do like, what if, mm-hmm. what if these things happen? So it just seemed like I've been putting, laying down the groundwork for a long time. And uh, some of these things might pop off this year, man. And, yeah, so
0: I'm, um, I'm so yeah. proud of you. And it's one of those things where I look at it like this, even if it quote unquote doesn't pan out the way that you think it does, you don't know who else will look at that and it opens up other opportunities.
2: And we need yeah. we need Chris to make it to the point where JL Covan is sub so tweeting and sub so Facebooking about you. Yes. Like that should be everybody's goal is to get enough famous that JL is like, These motherfuckers, like, that's the positivity that You picked Chris to and you didn't pick me? Right you know so i need i need that kind of stuff to happen for all my people and and including jl himself i feel like yes,
0: I think JL, jl would
2: talk shit about now. himself if he uh if he yeah, started JL getting successful. like can you so, believe
0: they picked me out of all the other people in the world they picked me i'm still right. mad Urgh. so I, I, I love jl jl's hilarious
2: i need that to keep happening so uh you know I, I i'm rooting for you man and that's uh that's dope because i love unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh and i love melissa mccarthy and then the way that she's been like blowing up with the snl shit mm-hmm. people probably gonna yeah. be super into her next project yep um you know and hopefully uh if they make a sequel to ghostbusters you can get in there i want that um, to happen. so we can get you know oh, i love you to be in ghostbusters we can get the full cycle of hatred you know like i just need it all to happen man so. i know he'd he be, yeah. he
0: be the black boy toy what
2: now what's it like um like What's it like being on set for something like, uh, Kimmy Smith, man?
0: Uh, it was really, it
1: was kind of surreal because the first, the first couple of days, like, so when you, I, I booked the part. So I, at first I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. Cause I'm had, I was having drama at my day job and it was funny where it was like some drama going down and like, they kind of been after me for like the last couple of years and, uh, they changed my hours Mm. So they were like, oh, you're going to have to. I used to be off on Monday. They was like, you're going to have to come in every day. And I was like, well, if I come in every day and I'm here early, don't my hours change? And they was like, yeah, you leave at 3 o'clock. And I was like, bet. And so they was like, starting February 1st, you're going to have to come in Monday through Friday. I was like, can we just start it now? And that was like in December, uh, like late December. And that the next day, I had an audition for that Melissa McCarthy movie and so I was like bet I get off at three the audition's at five I'm good and so I went into the audition just was another day did it forget it, forgot about it and then like a couple weeks after like the first week of the year I had an audition for Kimmy Schmidt and uh, I didn't know how I was going to make the audition cause, cause of the time and they were like we could just you could just put you could just get put on tape and you send it and you send it in so shout out to Aaron Jackson comedian uh, who lives around away from me very funny comic she put me on tape and we actually put each other on tape, sent it in. And then two days later, I got the part like my manager calls me. I just come out of seeing Hidden Figures. Mm. And um, and uh, I was like, oh, this movie was great. I was feeling expi- inspired and uh, I cried a little bit in the movie. Mm. And then I and, and I get to see all these messages from my manager and uh, he tells me I got the part and mm. like I lost it in the car and I called my parents And uh, I cried on the phone and uh, because it was just like all the years of just like, you know, like putting up putting in all this work and saying like, damn, is this really worth it? I'm sacrificing all this other stuff. And to just get that look was just was just dope. And then fast forward to being on the set was like it was it was surreal because you see these people that you see on TV all the time, like Ellie Kemper, who plays Kimmy, Titus. And then, like I was hoping to see Tina Fey, and she's in there, and mm. and she's like directing the set. It's like this big church scene, and then you have your little trailers, and you get dressed and everything, and it's it was pretty fucking. Uh,
2: now, do you big. try not to, you know, bug out and like, oh my god, I'm, a, look at y'all, I'm, y'all are so great, you know what I mean? Cool i
1: just tried to be present like as i was near them it's like in a big church scene and it's like it's a it's probably like a if i made the cut it's like a blink and you'll miss me type thing where Mm. it's like kimmy goes to church like i think the title of the episode is kimmy goes to church and it's a black church Mm. so i so it's gonna be pretty the scene and i was in is pretty funny i read the script it's gonna be it's gonna be dope like and uh it was it was really cool because I was sitting near them, but not not so close to them. And I got to see like all the behind the scenes things. And uh, like the a couple of days before my shoot, it was uh, my the filming. Uh, I got had a wardrobe fitting and I was like in, in like Midtown Manhattan going to like where all the rich people shop. I forget the area, but it's like a super rich area. And I was walking and you, you know, go into one of these big wardrobe trucks. Like when people are filming stuff, they have those big honey wagons and all that. And it was pretty like I will walk past them all the time on my way to doing like free bar shows mm. and getting paid in drink tickets and uh, getting to step in one of those. And they treat you like a like a king. They treat you really well. They're really nice. And you, they put you in these suits and stuff and you go and it was pretty it was pretty amazing i just tried to be present the whole time just try to soak it all in because you never know when the next gig is coming so and dude it was just when yeah.
2: you when you get these parts do these people like know anything about your stand-up or do you just like walk in cold and they just you know you know what i mean like is it is it something where they like oh we kind of like his stand we know his stand up or he's been going up more often or we've been seeing them around or is it just like boom you just go in and uh, straight up off of acting just nail it
1: I think it's just off the acting and I think maybe they find out a little bit like for Kimmy Schmidt I don't I don't think they knew that I was a comic but uh, when I went in for the wardrobe fitting for uh, this movie uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me it was like they were like oh you're a comic you're a comedian I was like yeah yeah I was like oh cool so I guess they probably looked me up uh but yeah it was it it was really uh really cool experience man and it, it's I'm hoping that that more of it uh pops off I mean I I submitted like a lot of comics that you probably talked to on the show mm-hmm. like for the half hour for Comedy Central I felt good about it but you you never know what's going to happen but mm-hmm. I put myself out there and I didn't try to like make I, I'm trying not to be above it all I was like oh, look right. I did this I submitted I hope something happens with it like, right. uh, and if if it doesn't, you know, I I, I was talking about this on my uh, latest episode where like LeBron James, like no bullshit, just like really taught me something where like game seven of the finals, uh, right, like before the game, he was being interviewed and he said, you know, I'm just going to put it all out there and live with the results. Mm. I mean, like that's all you that's really all you can do. And in an industry like show business, it's like you, you just have to be confident in yourself and and. uh And put yourself out there and kind of you kind of have to have to forget about these auditions like i had an audition for the montreal comedy festival uh it was my third time and it was i had an audition in three years and that's the most prestigious comedy festival uh in the world and it's a it's a rite of passage for all comics that really want to be about it in the industry and and the last time I was there, I was at stand-up New York. And the last time I was there, I just had a, a bad set. Mm. And I did, they didn't see me for another shit. It was three years. And so I went there and, and handled my business. And uh, so I just went to the scene of the crime and, and did my thing. And hopefully that pans out too, man. So I'm just trying to be a little more positive. Because one of my homegirls told me earlier in the year we were catching up. And she was like, you're being kind of negative. And I was like, oh, shit.
2: Yeah, well, you know what's weird is like, negativity, I don't, like, I mean, that's certain people's, like, home. You know what I mean? Like, their, their natural disposition is to be negative. Um, and then there's also, like, the self-protection of it. Like, if I don't get my hopes up, then I can't get hurt. But the problem, the problem with a lot of that shit is that that's bullshit. You actually still gonna get hurt when you get rejected. Mm -hmm. You're still gonna get, uh, your hopes up when you get a chance. And there's something inauthentic about, like, trying to squash that down and that's not really living either you know it's like putting yourself in a cage before somebody else can do it just so just so you don't think you have a shot at freedom and it's like why would i do that like i'd much rather hope that something positive happens and give my best and if it doesn't pan out i can always look back and be like but i was trying as opposed to i stopped myself because i think a lot of times when people stop themselves it, it gives them a certain amount of control where they feel like they can turn around and be like it was everyone else's fault because you know I already knew it was bullshit and that's why I don't even be trying as opposed yeah. to if you try and you don't make it then it's like well they rejected me they rejected my best effort I did put my best foot forward and it didn't work out like mm-hmm. that To I think that feels more personal to people but yeah. the truth of the matter is either way you didn't get it and one way by trying you and and allowing yourself to feel you i think you become you get to know yourself better yeah as opposed to um not trying and then you know blaming everything but yourself you know
0: right and also right. i think when people put themselves uh out there it is a learning experience mm-hmm. and that and a lot of people as much as they quote unquote claim they want to learn, they don't want to learn. Part of being learned, part of learning is getting hurt. Part of learning right. is disappointment. Part of learning is sadness. Part of learning is depression. Like, like this is part of learning also. Everybody always wants to think learning is just this positive, 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 positive thing but it's not always positive and like you said you will learn more about yourself and who you are and sometimes you will learn that the things that you thought you want, you might not really want them yeah. but you won't know until you try and a lot of times when things like that happen it can actually... Change the direction of your life into something even more but you won't know it unless you just put yourself out there
2: yeah rather than sitting back resenting everybody else right you know just
0: living the dream that's that's trying
2: you know what i mean like everybody else is trying especially in something competitive right everybody Mm -hmm. trying so like the worst thing you want to do is kneecap yourself walking out the gate like just let me kick myself in the foot and fuck it like i'm I'm not going to try put it this way. I watched an inspiration inspirational documentary yesterday in the theaters right now, and it really made me think about it. uh I don't know if you guys have heard of uh Jonathan Wick chapter Two <laughs> yeah. but he uh that was a man that believed in himself. he had an iron will, and even though they gave him impossible tasks, he never shot himself in the foot. There were enough people trying to shoot him all over the place, but he just never gave up, and he continued until he accomplished his goals, and that's really what it's about, man. You know, how terrible would that documentary have been if he would have went, uh, it's no way I could kill 300 Russians. Let me just stop. No, you just keep killing until they all dead. That's it
0: his thing was he going to kill them he going to kill them all kill
2: them all exactly and that's how you have to attack life sometimes and
0: sometimes you have to cuz
2: you, you have to kill them all and as things get tougher you don't worry about killing seven guys in the next room you worry about killing the next guy and when you look back mm-hmm. there's seven dead bodies on the ground okay and they they should have <laughs> left you alone that's right. what they that's what they need to learn
0: right and it's also one of yeah. the things too i think a lot of people in general including myself uh, have to learn how to build self confidence. And that right there plays a role into how people feel about certain things. Mm-hmm. And the thing about self confidence, it has to be instilled. Put like this. I got self confidence as an adult, but people who have always had self confidence as a child, as they become an adult, you can tell because they walk in the room like, I own this shit. Even if they don't, even if look, they fail. Look
2: at another testimony from the documentary of John Wick, chapter two. Common. This nigga is in everything, okay? Cause he believed. That's it. He, like, his accent that he was supposed to have, I couldn't tell what that shit was. Nobody could tell what that shit was. It was bad. It It didn't matter. It It was supposed to be speaking like Spanish or, uh, whatever they speak. Oh, no. He was supposed to be speaking Italian. He was supposed to be speaking Italian. It was bad. But it was so, it was, you know, it was just like, you know, it was common. It was still kind It was right. You know right. what I mean? Like you it have was... been in
0: there with the kids when the teacher be like, uh when she come in teaching the children, like that basic, and you be like, you just learned this, right? Yeah. So,
2: I mean, which is fine. The point right. is, he believed in himself. Yes, he did. He didn't say, this is probably a part for some white dude. The, to play the <laughs> italian dude that is a bodyguard and also like one of the most uh you know best hitmen in the world can really
0: fight the,
2: yeah like he yeah he didn't say i need martial arts training nope. so that i can do these these stunts and these scenes with keanu reeves who does have martial arts training right he didn't say any he said no i believe in myself I don't need any of that shit. I'm going to audition for the part, and I'm going to get it, and he fucking got it. And that's yes. a lesson in that, too. While other people sat around going, Common sucks, and he's a terrible actor, and there's no way he can do that accent. You're
0: cashing them And then
2: they thought those same things about themselves, so they didn't audition. Nigga, that could have been T.I., but T.I. probably thought to himself, I can't do that. You know? like how who, right. el- who else could that have been that got that part that went, you know, like Wood Harris probably saw that and went, nah, that's not for me comments all that went i can do that mm-hmm. and that's the difference that's how you make it anyway welcome to the blackout test podcast you can find us on itunes or stitcher uh just search the blackout test leave us five star reviews and uh if you we like them we'll read them on the show on saturday we'll do our feedback show the official weapon of the show is the taser and an unofficial sport
0: is bullet ball
2: and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is actually triple sponsored, guys. Okay. We got a lot of money coming in. The podcast sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. They haven't hyped this in a while, but they have a very funny solo album, uh, audio play, and it's not found on any album, but the audio play is called Passengers. Uh, you can dive into some Rod and Karen comedy for just 99 cents. Uh, check it out on iTunes. Uh, it says, it's Passengers featuring Jenna Simon. Uh, and be sure to pick it up with ratings and comments, leaving five stars. This episode is also brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step your shave game up and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out getbevel.com slash tbgwt today and get your first month free. That's getbevel.com g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com slash tbgwt. And lastly, we are brought to you by our newest sponsor, Talkspace. Mm Mm-hmm. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. Talkspace makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist handpicked just for you. For as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you can text, audio, and video message your therapist and talk about your life. That's what's, and what's keeping you up at night and even your annoying coworker. Y'all all got them. Okay. And you know what's messing with your mental health. Uh, to sign up, go learn more or to learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash TBGWT and To show your support for this podcast, use code TBGWT, and you get $30 off your first month. That's TBGWT at Talkspace.com slash TBGWT, Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. All right, let's get into this news, y'all. Talk about some black actors, okay? Anthony Anderson reveals that his mother taught him oral sex. What
1: does that mean exactly? Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like on him or she did it to her or some on some precious shit.
0: <laughs> right, like like yeah, but what, what do you mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Has anybody seen the, the the film Antoine Fisher? I'm just joking, guys. Yes. Um, oh shit, Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Anderson's mother taught him oral sex. The blackest star told Conan O'Brien Wednesday night. I'll just cut to the chase. My mother taught me how to go downtown. When O'Brien looked shocked and continued, sick of tea. My mama taught me how to eat the cookie. All sex coding. Oral sex. I was in my early 20s. I just come home from college. And we, were happen to, we happened to be sitting around in the family room. Not only me, but buddies and their girlfriends. And she not only taught me and my brothers and my boys, but also the women, how to do what they needed to do. Uh, he explained his mother's very extensive video collection and how she would go into graphic detail as to what was happening on the video and what either me or my brothers and the young lady should be doing. Her motivation was that my father didn't know how to eat pussy, so <laughs> she said, "I will be damned if I'll be damned if I send my three boys out in the world not knowing how to do that." So it is my duty as a woman to teach you to do this properly because your daddy didn't know what the hell he was doing. And Eddie Richter oh go ahead
1: so it was like a TED talk it wasn't
2: like mm, uh, yeah it, it wasn't like a okay. Exp- yeah.
0: I know she was like this is my duty my pussy was not a uh, I have been deprived you will not be out here depriving other women hilarious.
2: what I want to know is if you ever told anyone afterwards my mom taught me that says Andy Richter uh, Anderson laughed explained, I have I will actually call my mother on the phone and say mama they don't believe you taught me this uh, so there you guys go. Anthony Anderson learning from his mama. Black women saving lives one at a time. This also explains why Anthony Anderson's <laughs> divorce is taking so long. <laughs> Come on. I mean, they were just spotted at, uh, an award show together, even though the divorce files, uh, filing claim months ago. Some, for some reason, she just don't want to let that old thing go just yet. Who knows what it could be is what I'm saying. Who knows? Um, let's see what else is happening. Um, Prince's music is coming to streaming services on Sunday, today.
0: For a day, twenty-four hours.
2: No, no nope. It used to be just on Spotify, but now it's coming to all of them. Um, uh, yeah. in uh, particular
0: about his music.
2: Well, he's dead, and then I think his family wanted the rights to you know to to get the money from everybody instead of just uh, a title. Right. So. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else is happening oh there's a there's a movie theater where they will not let men in to watch 50 shades darker why yeah that's my
0: question
2: because they want to see if women can control themselves first
1: i mean i mean they've had magic mike two magic mics you know i don't that movie was kind of, the first one was kind of fucked up. Didn't he hit her or something?
2: In 50, like, I didn't watch like, Fifty Shades. It's like, I saw it. It was, it was,
0: yeah, it, it kinda was, sad. it was about BDSM from my understanding. Like I said, mm-hmm. I didn't read it either, but that's yeah. really under my understanding. Yeah,
2: I, I don't know. I didn't watch yeah. it. So, I mean, it was like peak white people shit for
0: and, me. And, uh, yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck them for that. For what? Not allowing
2: men in there. Oh well, uh yeah. They because said it women
0: fucking can't control themselves. What the goddamn? What the fuck are you saying? Uh,
2: well, you know how it is, Karen. You just go in there to watch a movie. And next thing you know, some woman's like trying to rip your pants off and shit because she can't control herself. I, I mean, I definitely has happened to me before.
0: Mhm. Woman attacking on every corner.
2: Mhm. Mhm. Uh, yeah. They said uh, people went to the cinema the uh on Friday night but a message informing men that they could not come in to watch the film was recorded by a staff member at diamond cinema in Navan, ireland the message which was played on his phone list stated if you're looking to go to 50 shades darker and you're bringing your boyfriend you better keep lots of space between you it's uh it's on an 18 cert and i must stress that single men or married men on their own any unaccompanied males will not be allowed in so if you are with somebody y'all can't y'all gotta keep like the one seat between y'all rule because women just gonna be so turned on they're just gonna have to fuck you right there you know (laughs) you know how these ladies can't control themselves
1: that is so stupid
2: yeah i mean i guess it's a good gimmick to get in the paper but it just seems so stupid uh when speaking to the irish mayor paul egan who records the listing for the cinema said he thought it was better to keep the single men outside at first he said it might be better to keep the men outside the door until we see if women can control themselves the film is basically porn for women going on what the distributors are describing to us the film what
0: porn is
2: the film was given an 18 certificate and had a budget of 55 million or 44 million euro which is 15 million dollars than the first movie Oh, yeah, I remember the the mass rapings of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey the first time. Remember all those men that were violated because women are the ones that have control issues about sex. Um, On Thursday, the A-list actors descend upon London's Leicester Square for the UK premiere of the racy romance flick. The second in the big screen adaptations of E.L. James' best-selling erotic novels. Um, So, there you guys go.
0: The fuck? Your job is just to play the goddamn movie. So what yeah, I mean, make if- that
1: money, dog. Like I mean, what? What you? He's keeping himself from getting that bread. That's my, idiotic.
0: And my thing is this: Did you tell people this online when they purchased their ticket, or, or, or y'all don't do that? Everybody just gotta walk up and buy them individual. Like if I got my fucking ticket in advance, fuck you, bitch! I'm going in here. My ticket paid for.
2: Yeah, I mean, you
0: yeah. How? Man, I mean, I guess it said it on that
2: ticket. It said it on the app. You know.
1: That, that in dude. february like one of the worst times of the year for movies
2: and one of the some. best time for date movies right Damn. like it just makes no sense well anyway that first movie made 571 million so Woo. they gonna uh wow. they gonna keep coming out with these white women love this shit
0: mm-hmm, i told you with the with the books and things like that <laughs> like the the books uh so like hot because i haven't read anything um from my understanding Depending on where you're coming from, there's a lot of uh, black people that are in the uh, BDSM that said it is poorly written and bad. You know, there's a lot of white people that say it's bad, you know, it just varies. And um, I think uh, that I don't have a problem with them. Make make your money, and, and I think as a movie theater, uh, your job is to just play the fucking movie like mm-hmm. as long as they're not making any rules or violating any laws or shit like that and do you know what porn is dog do you know what porn is yeah right.
2: yeah. it just seems stupid um speaking of which um they're trying to make a Scarface remake in, for 2018 uh-uh. <sighs> yeah I am and against this. it's gonna be held by the Coen brothers I, I I couldn't be i'm I'm typically not a person that's against remakes i can't possibly see how this would work and be good you know and it's
1: weird that they're doing it
2: right like is it gonna be quirky scarface well, <laughs> you know what i mean I, and i mean the corn brothers are known for like not having enough brown people in their shit now they're gonna make a whole movie about a immigrant ain't, coming to america and becoming a criminal <laughs> like maybe, maybe maybe not you guys
0: ain't, ain't the Cohen brothers did you say that, that if i'm not if unless it's a different set of brothers they do better in like series versus... a
2: different set of siblings okay. those are the wakowski uh siblings uh, okay um but yeah the Cohen brothers did like uh, uh fargo yeah fargo uh i it's, didn't watch Long yeah simple. you wouldn't know Karen because yeah, you you don't watch any of the um, white people stuff mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, <laughs> and it's pretty much all exclusively like white people shit oh, to be yeah, honest and that
0: makes sense because I just check out like I said there's some stuff I do watch is all white please don't get me wrong but I've had enough white people I'm like oh okay you don't include brown people I don't want to be in your, rea- your fake reality world I'm good yeah there was
1: an Asian guy in Fargo
2: yeah I remember that there you go yeah they uh no no country for old men true true grit mm-hmm. big lebowski i think i have seen
0: true grit is that talking about the movie true grit with the yeah. girl yeah i know i did we see saw that, that. Mm-hmm.
2: um fargo uh i've seen no country i've seen most of these movies i think i've seen all these movies just about but yeah uh, i didn't see inside lewin davis
0: Mm-mm.
1: it was um, good it's depressing but like if you're an artist like, that's one of those movies. That movie and Don't Think Twice, like, two of the most recent movies like that all artists or creative people should see.
2: I didn't see Hell, Caesar.
1: Mm-mm. Yeah, you ain't missing anything.
2: uh The Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a TV miniseries, Mm-mm. I guess. You know, all this stuff oh, sound it's like there. it
0: should come in at 10, that little small 10-person theater over there on the other side of town that you don't live there for two weeks. I'm good.
2: Um... <laughs> I would probably go there if I lived. There. <laughs> he was a, and
0: wrong with that baby. He was a director of Raising
2: Arizona. He was a director on that. Nah,
0: I enjoyed that Raising yeah. Arizona with um, what you gonna call it, Nick uh, K. Yes, that movie. Nah, I enjoyed that movie. That movie was hilarious.
2: Yeah, Burn After Reading. Didn't we see Burn After Reading?
0: Probably
2: the one with Brad Pitt. Oh, maybe I saw that by myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like Brad remember. Pitt was a gym trainer.
0: Yeah. I don't see I haven't seen that one. But people got, got gifts of that one. I haven't seen
2: that one. Alright. Well anyway, they they these white ass motherfuckers are doing the Scarface
0: and y'all they, it that.
2: just feels complete like what is this gonna end up being y'all
0: gonna make a lot of people mad because not y'all funny there's a lot of niggas particularly like in music <laughs> they love right. this movie right they love this fucking movie they got posters pictures right. like they rap MTV about this crib shit, shit. Right. yeah it was so, a
2: running joke on mtv crib right
0: so if you fuck around and try to goddamn whitewash or or have him being quote unquote not you know brown enough
2: well they already started rewriting the script and i, I heard it's gonna take place in california rather than uh 1980s miami and it's gonna be about like uh like mexico like immigrants coming from mexico rather than uh cuba Mm-mm. so it's, it's just why just leave it alone
0: right because that's the true. other
2: thing i'm not a person that thinks scarface is like such a fucking like untouchable classic right that it's just like it's impossible to make a better version i just don't i don't i think it's a cult classic like it wasn't necessarily the greatest movie but for all the flaws that it had those were flaws you could have back in that time period right before the think pieces and social media hashtags and shit and now you do this shit and you fuck it up it's gonna be a lot of angry people man just leave it alone Uh, Ah,
0: y'all gonna damn for a surprise they're gonna get a lot of backlash on social media from a lot of brown people uh that are like and it might not even be just us brown people just brown people in general that enjoy this movie that's gonna be like fuck this
2: uh chris what did you think yeah, about the... oh go ahead
1: i was just gonna say they did that with carlito's way a couple uh yep. a few years back and it was just kind of like meh like well i don't i i really don't get it i'd rather see the coen brothers make some original shit that they're you know that they're pretty much good at you know all the time most of the time
2: you know um what did you think about nick cannon's latest special I only saw what JL tweeted
1: about mm. it and Instagrammed. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. I saw a little bit of it uh, when I got home on Friday. I was just like, ah, this isn't, it's just not my cup of tea.
2: The cor- correct answer is Nick Cannon is hilarious. Um, mm, I have not. <laughs>
1: I like that gigolo record he did with R. Kelly. I'm not going to front mm. neck like I didn't like that.
2: I haven't heard that. It's a whole oh, lot. was back
1: in like, back in like old 4 or something. You, you don't
2: remember? I'm a jiggalo spinning all my dough.
1: Y'all remember that gig? The Mm-mm. chat room probably remember it. Uh, oh, wait. I or, or I, chat, th- I, th- I think I got it. I'm going like, to I'm I'm play th- I'm
2: play, play some. Hey, yo, Ray. Yo, what's up? Yo, 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 yo. Big C told me you was at the club. He says,
1: I'm not trying Pushin to be your man. Pimp on Yo, Ronda. Yeah, you Man, that hoe is a hoe.
0: Yeah, yo. Man, you still mess with that? She
2: may be a hoe, but she's my hoe. You
1: know? The whole is mine. oh that's brown sugar that's that. brand intent
2: sound like it to me um nick cannon <laughs> nick cannon uh was nearly fired over a black card joke black so,
1: card joke
2: yeah a pe- black card like oh card yeah apparently uh he has a deal with nbc where he can't be disparaging of america's got talent which he's like the host of mm-hmm. which really lets you know that they don't pay attention to anything else he does because mm-hmm. i'm like really man because he'd be out here saying hotel shit wearing mm-hmm. these weird ass hats oh and but they don't they don't
0: care over talking what. about
2: playing parenthood trying to kill the black family and shit y'all like but that, if that was ryan seacrest they would have been like hey ryan what what the fuck are you doing dog cut yeah, that shit out but
0: they assumed it. That- he know what he's talking about oh i don't understand i don't, I don't
2: think i just think they don't care they don't right. keep up with him he's like he walks off america got talent and they be like we'll see him next time america got talent comes on Correct. well he did that shit well not that exact thing but he did something like that on a um white platform with howard stern yeah
0: because like you can
2: go on hot 97 and be like you know these black queens need to listen to us and shit like that they don't <laughs> give a fuck but if you go on howard stern white people actually listen to that shit
0: yes they do
2: so uh yeah he went on there and um he made a a a joke where he said that um he's gonna lose he can lose his black car with his black fans because of his job on america's got talent like basically i can't be real if i'm getting you know on this show and shit uh you know, I almost out of love my black card. And he almost lost his job. And, uh... He they had, don't
0: even understand what the fuck that means. That's not even goddamn offensive. What, what the
2: fuck? Yeah, well, apparently they don't want him talking about any of that shit. All right?
0: because you said black card. What? Y'all got he cards? Got st- oh, no. He's not allowed
2: to make any comments about NBC without approval from the net- network. Unfortunately for Cannon, the execs are worried that he, this was disparaging the network in his comedy special where he allegedly talks about terminating his contract if he wasn't happy at the network or if he really was bashing the network. However, Cannon and his team must have swooped in and reassured NBC of his loyalty and appreciation for the job because sources say that NBC execs eventually decided that Cannon's joke was simply that, a joke. Uh The sources also Which say everybody
0: that... Everybody else would have had the luxury, of the benefit of being comprehended as a joke.
2: Mm, I don't think anybody else would be stupid enough to, to say that shit knowing that that's their job. True. What whoa, who What comparison we got for that? Wait, Everybody now, else, you get that NBC check. It's like, mm-mm. They don't, said don't talk about it. I ain't talking about it. That,
1: that. Yeah, it's like comedy's kind of like a – it seems like it's a hobby for him, man. Yeah. And, uh, I don't – like I saw like maybe five minutes of it, and he said – I think he was in Australia, and he mm. said like nigger like 700 times within the five <laughs> – It's just like the uh, – it's just like that type of comedy that's like yeah, i'm gonna say nigger i'm gonna say this like oh, i just don't want to get into it man it should it ain't my cup of tea and I, I i just hope he doesn't lose his radio shack drone commercial money
2: so, <laughs> niggas like- niggas be hey you know what niggas love we in the pussy come on now <laughs> and then he take a hey. stool and start humping on it uh, it's
1: like pandering to white people it's mm-hmm. just i uh, just not really it's like an
2: all-white audience would you come out blasting niggas 75 times and talking about how niggas yeah. love this and, that and the other and obama's a real nigga and shit and it's like well, who who is this for <laughs> yeah
0: Rude. and and i guess uh when i was saying before i not because well yeah i do understand what you're saying about that but I guess since I guess I wasn't offended, so that's completely different. But yeah, when you're dealing with white people in a white audience, they hear black cars. I don't
2: think anybody is uh I don't think it's about being offended. He has a contract where they're like, Don't talk about this shit. Don't talk about us. When uh,
0: you not when you're not, okay. when you're not okay. just come okay. do I America's understand. Got
2: Talent. Okay. Other than that, keep us out of your fucking mouth unless it's already approved because he is a loose cannon. He is just.
0: Okay, I'm with it now. Yeah.
2: And, and like Chris said, it feels like a hobby. Don't lose your main gig over your hobby, dog. Like.
0: Right. This is some side work you do, dog. Yeah.
2: Like, you can't be making that much from these stand-up specials that you making from America's Got Talent. Like. Yeah.
0: That's man, You're supposed to income,
2: dog. I'm telling you, man. They, I just don't think they keep up with him outside. Cause I think if they saw some of the shit that he says outside of that job, they'd be like, yeah, we got to rein him in and tell him to stop talking about some of this yeah, shit
0: they'd be like but you didn't say abc so we good i mean nbc so we could yeah
2: you're not gonna catch ryan seacrest talking like this Mm-mm. you know what i mean you just not like ryan
0: seacrest he is just clean as a slut he don't talk about shit outside you probably catch him in his sleep he probably talk about his job doing a commercial while he's sleeping
2: yeah like you're just not gonna catch him slipping like that no, and, you, you not. And, and specifically not to try to appease an audience that doesn't pay him you know what i right, mean cause
0: he's like oh you i ain't making no money Mm-mm. don't catch me doing that shit. uh
2: speaking of comedians the person who heckled george lopez has been interviewed and she has some things to say guys chris did you see the video of george uh telling that woman to get out and shit like that
1: i saw like one of those doctored videos where they're saying george lopez did this this oh. so i didn't see like the full thing but uh he told her that she was she heckled him and he said get out right and he called her a bitch right
2: yeah yeah she uh stood up with middle fingers when he said that we got two rules in a latino home one never marry a black person two don't park in front of my house and she stood up and put her middle fingers up um and to her well i'll let her say explain it but In a video, you can see, like, she does that, and then he is like, you can't take a joke, uh, sit down, bitch, uh, sit down, then, like, uh, if you can't take a joke, you don't need to be here, get out, and then they kick her, and, like, the three people she's with out of the club. Well, um, she's been, uh, interviewed, I guess, by the news or something uh you know uh and this is after the like i said the video goes viral i'm talking bitch you paid to see a show sit your ass down you can't take a joke you're in the wrong motherfucking place sit your fucking ass down get the fuck out of here uh eventually after a few more f-bombs she's made to leave in the wake of the video going viral uh the internet has lit lopez up calling him a racist while the internet proceeded to cancel lopez the woman who found herself in the middle of controversy called in to dl Hewley's show to set the record straight uh, and DL Hewley, I think, is a uh, Lopez, like cool with Lopez. He's cool with a lot of black comics, honestly.
1: They, they tour together, I
2: think. Yeah. So, um, she called in. Her name was Alexis. Uh, and she said, um, she started a conversation by telling everyone who assumed she felt Lopez was being racist to mind their business. That statement never came out of my mouth. I don't think Lopez is a racist. I wasn't offended. Just wanted to clear the air. She said, for one, I'm black and Mexican um so when he made that joke and I stood up and gave him the finger I was not it was not a malicious fuck you it was a friendly like laughing at the joke and for everybody saying that I was offended no you know how many times I've been called a bitch and I'm gonna be called a bitch I was not offended Mm. (laughs) Mm. look Karen she's down with that okay so uh I just want to know what her life is like. That she is constantly getting called, bitch. uh So, anyway, she went on to explain that she didn't even know Lopez was addressing her until she was escorted out of the venue. Now, how if you see the video, it's like, how did you not know it was talking to you? Yeah, but, he was talking to her. Like, he looked you dead in your eyes when you said that, bitch. It came from his soul uh but in the end she just wanted to clear the air because people were forming their own opinions and putting words in her mouth about how she felt and what she said and why she stood up in the first place i will still support him i will still go see his show i don't think that he's a sexist or a racist i understand like you said on a, on your interview that a comedy show nothing is off limit and i know that so i wasn't offended afterwards she took the time to address all of the people who had an opinion about the situation ho uh shut up you don't know what happened and don't speak for me. If I don't care, why does anybody else care? She then decided to address George Lopez, saying he doesn't owe her shit. But if he, she wants to apologize, if he wants to apologize for society, to so everyone can get off his back, she's all for it. All this backlash is unnecessary. Everybody is making it something and speaking on the situation that doesn't even pertain to them. Like get you some business and there you go. Shout out the ball alert for the scoop the inside scoop um yeah i i'll I'll say this much man i think uh what comedy is and stand-up is it's kind of like a public art i think phones and stuff have kind of violated some of that space with shit that would normally happen within a comedy club going out to the world and i don't think everything is really ready for the world to see in a lot of cases um I don't like, I don't have a problem with her opinion. I, don't have, I really don't have a problem with, even with the, the way the interaction went down, it felt fucked up because it didn't seem like it was a joke. You know what I mean? It felt like he really was mad at her and really got her kicked out. And like, it didn't seem like, it, it felt more like Michael Richards calling somebody a nigger than like, uh, you know, Bill Burr going off on the city of, uh, what was it, Philly? yeah yeah, like it felt less funny and more mean so um, the and the thing is when you're you know doing comedy it is for the public consumption it is for people to judge it, you want those same people to look at your act and go that's funny you want those same like you wouldn't have a problem with someone who saw a clip of you on whatever on social media and went oh god what a great joke you know what I mean but someone saying oh this guy's a dick then all of a sudden, it's like, mind your business, bitch! You ain't got nothing to do with this! So, I, I think that that was kind of like, once it's out the bag, you can't control it that way. Um, and then, like I said yesterday, I don't feel like a lot of the social media part was really attached to the interaction. No. It was really from a lot of people jumping up to be like, there's nothing to see here. Uh This has nothing to do with her being black or a woman. This is uh, you know, I saw people being like, "Y'all listen to Snoop Dogg, but y'all got a problem with him calling her a bitch and shit like that." That's and not it's, the same, you know. Trying to like, it was just, it was just like people went so far to try to be like everybody who saw that should just be like cool with it, right. you know.
0: Snoop Dogg's not a goddamn comedian either. Yeah,
2: it? and then also a club, um, a club atmosphere. I think is for your fans who like your comedy who pay for that shit um she clearly liked it she clearly pays for it i don't know that she necessarily liked getting kicked out but she said she'd go back like she don't like she ain't bothered by it because that's his brand and i and i said on the show i don't and that's one of the reasons i don't like have such a strong opinion about him i'm not really a fan
0: correct and i
2: and a few times i've tuned in i just felt more like oh this isn't for me like this is a whole, whole different culture speaking right now so I haven't felt this need to like, to like, there's no need to boycott or cancel him because I wouldn't, how you going to boycott something you don't do? Like, right. you know, a lot of people that say the, like, I'm gonna cancel this comedian don't participate in going to comedy shows. Right. They don't, um, you know, consume these people's stand up in any way, shape or form. So it's like a harmless boycott where it's easy to say you're going to cancel somebody that you don't fuck with already. So, like I said, the biggest thing to me was just the people jumping in front of the bullet to be like, no, y'all can't be offended by this. And it's like, how the fuck you going to tell somebody else, you know, that they can't... They see a black woman get called a a bitch by this dude to to a a cheering, applauding audience. It's going to be a lot of people that's going to see that and be like, this is fucked up. Because I know for a fact, when Kramer did that shit and called them dudes niggas and shit, I was like, yeah, fuck him. Like, it wasn't no well it's a comedy show they were heckling and Mm -hmm. this is one of the things that can happen and you just need to understand when you pay for a ticket i didn't have none of them thoughts i thought they are he's lucky they don't step on stage and knock his punk ass out is what i thought
0: and that's my whole point it's funny though because when dudes heckle dudes at a comedy show is there a recording of a dude calling another dude a bitch is there recording well, usually, of this?
1: It's usually women that heckle right. the most. In, and, in and, and and that's, it's usually white women.
0: Right. right. Uh, and so that's when the sexism comes in. And then you have sexism and racism that plays a part in this. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, it's like, I'm a from my perspective, it's, it's easy for dudes to just miss, dismiss this as it's just comedy being comedy, and you're going to a comedy club as a woman, so you should get expected to be called a bitch. Like, that's not what you're saying, but that's how I feel. When mm. I go into a comedy club, any of my actions that disrupt the show, any of my actions that stop the flow, the comedian has a right to turn around and call me a bitch with no consequences to his actions. Like, like that, like that's what you're telling me and I have a, I have a problem with that and my thing is okay cool she don't got a problem with that but not so funny I don't care about how she feels about this situation because once something hits the internet it is for everybody's consumption to interpret how they want to interpret and to feel how they want to feel about it and everybody else expresses their feelings about all these other things in various different ways that I don't care anything about but what I don't do is jump up and tell you that your opinion is wrong what I don't do is jump up and tell you that your opinion is invalid and you do not have a right to be mad you don't even have a right to be angry and you do not have a right to feel how you feel okay she don't mean mind being called a bitch but i do i have a problem with that you're not gonna call me a bitch at a comedy show and think it's gonna be all good
2: yeah it's it's also interesting too because um i think that happens a lot like when somebody is a heckler it's kind of like all rules are off you know and we've had um I think what it was like Daniel Tosh had that uh anybody want to rape her or something like that joke and then he had to apologize for that shit. um tracy
1: you... Morgan cat Williams right. cat yes. Williams didn't apologize though I yeah. think when you when you go into a comedy club you're going there to hear the comedian you're going there and you it's not nobody's doing a set thing of like I'm gonna just say all the things that you like, and if you disagree with it, you disagree with it. If you want to walk out, you can walk out. Right. right. And I think a lot of times people, when you go into anything, anytime, like you go to see a movie, you go to a, a comedy show. Basically, when you go to a comedy show, you bring in your baggage. You bring in your life to those to that club, and you're bringing everything. And if somebody says you could say you could say all these things and then you say one thing, what do you say? Like Mexicans don't like black people or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever the thing was. And if she didn't agree with it, she could have like, oh, I don't agree with that. And she could have kept her mouth shut. Well, you know, what's funny she, is
2: she wasn't even disagreeing like that's but Whatever it was, like, well, yeah.
1: whatever it was, uh, you could choose to agree with it or not. Uh, But when you open yourself up like that, when she stood up, put her middle fingers up, you leave yourself susceptible to to the comedian saying something up up uh, to you. Right. I'm not saying what he said was right. Right.
0: I agree. Now you
1: can. And and I think what what people you interpret that, whether you like George, George Lopez or not, Mm -hmm. I'm usually going to I'm usually going to side with the comedian because I know what it's like to be up there. You're on your own. You're you're up there by yourself with no with no support with no net. But you also have to have the experience. And I, that guy's been doing it right. 25, probably 30 years, to maybe handle it better. Would I probably, if I had as much time on stage as he had? I I'd, I'd like to think that I've I've handled hecklers uh, pretty well, and I could handle it differently. Would I've called her a bitch? Probably not. Right. But. But I, I think, you know, and then this is other people that weren't there, that were wow. not at the at the show that are attaching all this all this stuff, their baggage, their right insecurities. You weren't at the club. None of us were there and we don't know what the atmosphere is. You had somebody on it it's recorded on a phone or whatever it was. And then people debate and argue about it and they want to cancel George Lopez when they don't even know where to find this T V show. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, but it, it's, uh.
2: Well, the other thing is like comedians are a lot like cops in that way. Like, comedians side with each other kind of like regardless. Like, you, like, people, comedians wouldn't do what he did in a lot of cases. Like, there's a lot of comics that would be like, no nah, I wouldn't have called her a bitch. Um, I would have her, had her kicked out of the show or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, she didn't say anything. But, uh, and obviously she's a black woman and, uh, Mexican. He couldn't have known that probably from that one look. Uh, he couldn't have I'm known, he couldn't have known that she was actually being like, oh fuck you, but in a like cool way and all that shit, you know. And I think his, when you're on stage, a lot of your shit is the bear. his insecurity, I think, kicked in, which was this like reaction. Cause it's, cause I don't think anybody thought of, I don't think, even if you are, you know, quote unquote siding with him, that wasn't a joke and kicking her out wasn't like the joke you know what i mean it was definitely like get the fuck out of here everybody in this room needs to be on board with the fuck what i'm saying
1: once My... once the joke comes out once right. you once you say it it's not yours anymore right it's, what it, it's the crowd interpretates it however how they, they interpret it however they interpret it and then they choose the crowd's gonna choose whether to laugh or not
2: and and what's weird now, what to happened? me here's the thing that's weird though right i i i, I would assume when you're workshopping crap you know crafting these jokes you know certain shit is like it's funny because it's offensive right to me it felt like this the punch the, the that wasn't even a seemed like the punchline It's felt like the setup for a joke but the the don't bring anyone black you know whatever it felt more like, well, yeah, some people are gonna hear this is gonna rub them the wrong way. He's probably said that joke a whole bunch of times, and to me, it's like, why? Like, if someone were to stand up at that point, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Or I guess as a uh, with the in the in the way the joke is written, I wouldn't even see why that would be like such a like unexpected. Like, what the fuck, this bitch! You gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, it just seemed more like whatever you know it's like kind of how um one of the things uh you know not to go to to this common example but one of the things about patrice o'neill that was kind of dope was he would throw something offensive out and then get the room back like that was his thing it was constantly like this ebb and flow of losing the room bringing the room back losing the room bring the room back and it was like watching a high wire act and like he was a master at saying the thing that everyone disagreed with up front and as he explained it, you start working into his logic of being like, well, 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 I guess yeah, women do be doing that shit. Oh yeah, that you know. And by the end, you're just laughing because you're like, it's like a magic trick, you yeah, know. It is. I so, mean,
1: Patrice O'Neill's got his an unreleased album where it's out. It's right. called unreleased or whatever. Where he's arguing with a black woman and he's calling her a bitch. They're having a good time. Right. He's talking about eating chicken with her, all that stuff. So it's just a matter of how you do it. Yeah. But I I don't I don't agree with I'd have to see it all but yeah. I would I would just say that when you say something in a comedy club you it's a reason why the guy on stage the man or woman whoever it is is being paid so you can hear I did a show uh, last week where I was closing out a show in in the city and I was talking about all kinds of stuff I mentioned I was talking about like money and we're being worried about money I said yeah I don't just I sometimes I feel like you know I just don't want to feel like I'm Will Smith in the pursuit of happiness (laughs) this one woman groaned and she said oh I said really this is what you're this is where you draw the line I said (laughs) so much other shit and I mentioned Will Smith in a movie that you know this, this is where you get so you just try to have fun with it, but I mean,
2: and then you said kick this kind out, and they and, uh, I, totally... and I kicked her out.
1: Yeah, well, then, <laughs> you know, and, and I've been in shows, I've been in shows where it's like I, I noticed the crowd was talking a lot. Uh, in that same show, I was like, right. "What are you guys?" I was like, "What? What the fuck is going on?"
2: It's like a party. I, was like, I don't want.
1: Yeah, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You guys are talking a little bit too much. I got jokes. You paid to hear jokes, and I said, "Now you, now you're making me a vice principal." Mm. I'm a comedian. I don't want to be a a vice principal to get you guys to shut up. So I've got these jokes. Let's let let's 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 hear them.
2: It was wild too though because like it didn't. I don't think she said anything. I just think she stood up with the double middle finger. So you know, people say heckling, but it didn't seem like like it. She was stood out to him. I wouldn't have noticed in the clip if he hadn't like singled her out. To be honest um but but here's the other part though did you feel that way about like michael richardson too like were you like or michael richards michael
1: richards yeah like i'm were they acting like niggas i don't know well you did you
2: say because they did heckle him and he this was his reaction to being heckled um and then you know people walked out and shit because i think uh there's a lot more solidarity quote unquote in race shit than gender uh-huh. shit so like if he would have if it would have been black women and he would have done like you bitches get out I think less people would have walked but once it was some nigger shit then it was like the whole room went this is across the line but they it to me it's like a similar scenario of they interrupted him he's on stage with a mic what's that line of when we go yeah this comedian was just out of line well
1: I thought that was I thought that was uh he, he handled it wrong. He wasn't. He wasn't really a comedian. That guy's an actor. Mm. That a lot of people take up comedy when their acting career fails. Like they think it, stand-up comedy is is probably one of the lowest art forms, if not the lowest, and it's not really respected right. until you get to a higher a really high level. Mm. And the the thing, it's a. Uh, and the things that you have to do in order to even get that that stage time and all that is is you know a lot a lot of people aren't built for it. Michael Richards was on a TV show for what nine or ten years, and he probably he wasn't doing much after that. He said, "Let me do stand up. I can sell tickets, or people can come see me." And then he just he he did not handle that the right way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, but I it look but at it damn
2: near ended his career. Yeah. I't mean, know you, you, like you, but what my question is did you watch that and think this like because like it's easy like watching the lopez shit is like well shit what was you doing interrupting him uh this is like his show like an what excuse
1: and i told you i wouldn't have called her a bitch yeah you know what i'm saying i would not have called that woman a bitch i wouldn't
2: also, a, i wouldn't have shot yeah. michael brown but i side with the cops who do you know what i'm saying like
1: I'm, what i'm saying <laughs> no you can't compare that's, that's
2: i absolutely can't make a comparison it's a comparison I don't, it's a, it, hold I on
1: don't, well, you, i just i just want to
2: clarify it's a comparison because i hate when people do this you can make a comparison to something without saying they're the same i'm not saying they're equal i'm saying the logic is very much like i side with this person because of what they're doing more so than whether they're right or wrong like if i wouldn't do it for me it's very much like well shit i wouldn't do it yeah that seems across the line to but it's like when you identify with the person it's very much like i wouldn't do it but i but i understand and that so it's okay you see what i'm saying like it to me it's like with this low lopez shit i you know i wouldn't do it and it seems fucked up and with the michael Richardson, i wouldn't do it it seems fucked up i don't feel like i need to have their back on anyway because it's like i mean one they don't need me you know what i'm saying but then two like i do think it was wrong to some degree you know what i mean so if i think it was wrong you know to some extent i think it was wrong that's i don't think it's like a, a need to back them up as i say yeah that shit was wrong
1: I'm, but see, I think maybe when, when you hear me say I side with him, I can, I, I have empathy. Maybe I should have said that. I have empathy for both Michael Richards and George Lopez. Mm. I've been in those situations. I've been in those situations in stand up comedy, not as a cop deciding whether he's going to kill somebody. I've been in those situations where people say something Mm. and you can decide to, do I want to, Do I want to eviscerate this person? Do I want to take this, do I want to take this person down? Or do I want to continue to have a good show? Do I want to be a tactician and use this as a learning experience in comedy Mm. to better myself and to, to, to ease, to get this situation handled swiftly? I've watched great comedians deal with this, and I've learned from those situations. So i'm i'm gonna say that I have empathy for both those guys I would not have uh handled it that way
2: right
1: i mean i can as somebody who's a practice who practices the art form I'm looking at it as i probably shouldn't have handled it that way mm. i mean so i, I think i have uh, i can speak i can speak on that better than than you can on in this situation
2: no i so, i agree i don't, i'm not an expert at it at all right i not so
1: i just wouldn't have handled it that way i would not have called that woman a bitch i probably wouldn't have called those dudes niggers right i would have you know that i'd have just did something else here's the thing like, though just, as a audi-
2: as an audience member i am an expert on like what i will spend my money on and what the art is is to get people to support it right so i think and this is what i've been saying with the lopez thing a lot for the whole time which is all the people that are threatening to be fed up and all this shit, they're not his audience. So, there's no harm that will be done to him via this moment. Like, unless you were already a paying customer of George Lopez and a participant in his comedy world, I don't understand what your outrage would be expected to do to him. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh it's like when white people say they don't fuck with our show sometimes, and you're like, but you never fucked with our show. So, like, you telling me you'll never listen, am I supposed to, you want me to apologize for some shit I said? I'm not going to. You know, um, one of the things I do like about uh the way Lopez handled it is that he didn't apologize. I, I hate when people apologize and they don't mean it. I hate when people apologize and they really don't feel like they did anything wrong. You know, what he did was for public consumption to a certain extent, and if people going to be mad about it, then they get to be mad. Like, everybody doesn't and i think maybe that's just part of the comedian psyche but everybody doesn't have to like your shit everybody doesn't have to be a fan everybody doesn't have to think you're good everybody doesn't have to think you're funny like there's so much ego tied up to it that i don't i think it often gets blurred from that side of the stage to the other to the side where we're an audience um because essentially the audience decide what's funny but you don't know many comedians like you don't Everybody knows an unfunny comedian, but nobody knows a comedian that thinks they're unfunny. You know what I mean? Like, that's the other part of this equation I think gets lost, which is, while I'm not an expert on being up on stage, I am an expert on consuming this shit. So, and
1: so am I. And so right. am I, Rod. And I think when you go into a situation like that, you have to know, like, man, if I speak out or say something in this club or... I'm, the attention's going to get thrown on me and I might get something that I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. I think now, like you could say like, ah, you, like you could watch that. You could be somebody thinking about going to see George Lopez and you could see that interaction. So I don't like how he handled that. I right. don't think I'm going to support this guy. I, I'll, I'll spend my money elsewhere. Um, you know, and, and a lot of times like we're, we're so used to having stuff on demand at our beck and call, We can get what we want as soon as we want. Like when it comes to entertainment, you can't pick and choose that when you go to a comedy club, right? You're, you're, you're there expecting to the, the, the agreement, the, 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 the agreement is when you start step into the comedy club, you, you're going to hear things that, that you don't normally hear in your everyday world. And you you're going you want to and you want to laugh or you want to hear something that you never heard before blah 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 and if you go into that club and you're like oh man this guy's I don't think this person's funny and they, you you leave and I know there's a lot of people right. that don't that they, they may not think I'm funny they they may not uh, like me but I still but a majority of them do most of right. the times that I've been doing it the people have been laughing and then sometimes people don't agree because they you say things that that here that uh that may make them think of something because then because sometimes if and when that happens it's not a joke anymore it's it becomes a statement it's it oh that thing you said that statement that you made no 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 that's a joke
2: and the people that the people that and that's why i say it's insecurity as well because the people that don't agree stick out to the artist's mind you see what i'm saying like even in that situation it wasn't even that she disagreed He, but that is insecurity. There's like, whether that might feel like a loaded term, but that's textbook definition of this one person isn't fucking with my joke. She needs to leave. That's an insecure emotion and reaction, in my opinion, rather than coming from a place of, uh, well, it, like in a rational mind, if you could just disassociate yourself from being on stage for a second, in a rational mind, a room of three hundred people and two hundred and ninety nine thought it was a great joke. You see what I'm saying? Like the rational mind is like, Well yeah, I'm not gonna get a hundred percent. Fuck 'em. Fuck it. She don't like that joke, keep going with my shit. But it is an insecurity part because you are putting a lot of yourself out there to be on stage and do that shit. And I know with the podcast, negative comments stick out to me way more than positive comments. You know, that's part think, of my insecurity, you know? I think when anybody
1: that creates and anybody that's an artist, I think insecurity is inherent. Mm. Like there's like, it's like, that's, I mean, I think that's part of what, what, uh, what drives you. I was, I was thinking about one of the best hall of fame speeches, NFL hall of fame speeches I've heard, maybe not the most eloquent, but it came from Jerry Rice and he talked about how fear motivated him to being one of the best football players of all time, I know he did the, the chicken helmet and all that shit, but still one of the greatest football players of all time. He did. He was so good. He. I don't even think he really enjoyed playing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think it's just it goes hand in hand with being a creator. Someone who is a creative, you have that insecurity, and he did lash out. he he lashed out in a way was that like well damn like well did she even say anything
2: yeah i mean i have i have secondhand embarrassment kind of like when you talk about empathy and stuff like for a creative person that is to in my opinion having a a bad moment i feel something in the way of like damn man like that, like, even as I watched it, I, I like, I, it's impossible to watch that clip and just go, nothing to see here, everything's fine, and it wouldn't, uh, like, I think, um, it doesn't get handled that way all the time, so it's, like, to then, like I say, it's more about siding with the, the, it, the impetus of that emotion that makes him do that. <laughs> like, okay. Uh oh I just put the uh 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 Jerry Rice taste mask uh yeah picture yeah. on the uh so people can oh, know he's you haven't about. seen that Kieran? No. The Popeyes commercial with Jerry Rice?
1: Yeah Yeah.
2: Hey he need the money, man. Okay? You don't know what he <laughs> spending his money <laughs> on if if you like if you're gonna be the if you're gonna be in a chicken commercial you gotta be the greatest chicken commercial okay
0: come on the best of all time. the
2: best the fear motivated him to put the chicken in front of his face and coon out okay (laughs) um but yeah man i just think i think that identifying with that insecurity is one thing because i think a lot of people have it especially if you do anything for public consumption i I identify with with that but i'm gonna be front i'm gonna be frank with you dog i got more control than that Cause like, there's been plenty of times when someone said some sideways shit to me, and I, my first reaction in my brain was to say some wild shit. But I, you, sometimes you have to absorb it in a bit. And the thing is, on stage, you don't really have that time. You know, like, you don't always have the perfect shit to come back with, and the perfect way to like make that person look stupid, but still keep everybody laughing. And I think when people see that, shit, you know, you see that kind of um, tactic, there's going to be people that are turned off by
0: it. Yeah, yeah. and I... Oh, of
2: course. Feel,
0: and I think, uh for me, this is how I, I guess I feel about this. The thing is, for most comedians, most comedians, they would not have done this. And I think that that's my problem. For most comedians, they would not have done this. This particular case sticks out for a reason it's not sticking out just because it sticks out for a reason it's not that comedians don't roast it's not that comedians don't go at people but in my opinion i also as an audience member understand tone too
2: right
0: and me as a me as an audience member you know i'm out of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny So I've been to tons of comedian shows where they have offensive shit call women bitch jokes about a boy. So I understand the concept of comedy and putting a joke out there. We've been in situations where audience members have heckled and the comedian takes control and they turn around and they make us laugh and they make a joke out of it. And, you know, and everybody moves on. Most comedians would not. Responded in that manner. Most would not. Right.
2: Well, I also think like if we were grading it, uh sometimes you see people handle a heckler and you give them an A, and sometimes you give them an F. Like, right. I, like I don't like that's if that's part of the entertainment medium, then the people consuming it will decide if they fuck with that or not. You know.
0: Right. And and so I I I think me personally I have a I have a choice, and to me. His tone made something that he was building up to a punchline. It took it away from the punchline and made it about her, which made it not funny in my opinion. To me, okay, this is not funny. All of a sudden, her being a bitch, I guarantee you, that was not part of, of what your routine or what you have you had wrote out. And then your tone changed where it became visceral, in my opinion, I heard something visceral come out of you and go towards her, and that's why my response is like it is. It's not the fact that uh, you 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 uh, said said certain things to her. It's the fact that I have seen enough comedians. Navigate these situations better. You've been doing this for too long, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. to respond like this. You've been on the stage for years. This is not your first goddamn heckler, in my opinion. You should know how to handle this shit and keep your fucking show moving. Mm-hmm. And, and and like I said, that that's where my problem comes in. And and also, like I said, I do have a problem when people think just because you have a comedy show and the, and the comedy has a microphone in his face, he has a free for all at the audience. That's not true, and the audience does have a right to respond.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I think mean, he had a bad night. Yeah. I and I that, like like I said. I I think it's interesting because uh I think it's one of comedians' biggest fears. So you don't hear them talk about this. Like, yeah, that was fucked up, man. Shouldn't have did it. Cause it's like, therefore, the grace of God goes. I like. What if I have that night? What if one night, you know, somebody's like, uh, why didn't you vote for Bernie, nigger? Right after Chris does that joke and then chris is just like man i will choke your hunky ass in front of and then it's like that goes viral and then it's the man comedian chris lambert threatens to kill white people and shit
0: TMZ. Doo, doo, doo.
2: right
1: well i'm not famous enough for that but like, i've had people say things you know like
2: but it's just um well hold up if you threaten to kill hunkies, you are gonna be that famous <laughs> Like true. that shit will go viral. <laughs> Hold on, hey, we got a we got a time limit. I gotta to go to the next segment, next section. I'm gonna invite you right back on, Chris. Give me one second. All right, all right, um, all right. Let me give me one second here, guys. Uh, and i will and invite him. That's how say, says a mama Luke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a mama Luke. <laughs> yeah, right. Yo,
2: Mookie.
0: Mookie.
1: What? Come here, your brothers what? up on the wall. Man, ask Sal, right? Hey, hey, Sal, how come you got the brothers on the wall here? You want brothers on the wall? Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. You can put your brothers and uncles and nieces and nephews, your stepfather, stepmother, whoever you want. You see? But this is my pizzeria. American Italians on the wall only.
2: Take it
1: easy. Huh? you. Babe. Don't start with me today. What? Yeah, that might be
2: fine, Sal, but uh, you, you own this.
0: Rarely
2: do
1: I see any American Italians eating in here. All I
2: see is black
0: folks. Bro, bro. So since we spend, you got me. Yep, yep, we back. All right, oh, okay. We, yeah, we we hear you. And 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 I and I I understand um, your perspective. And
2: not me. He's an Uncle Tom coon. No, sellout. Not. No, uh, he's not. All right.
0: I understand <laughs> your perspective and where you're coming from as far as being on the stage and things like that. I think. My part, and like I said, because I'm an audience member, I'm not a professional comedian, is that i I disagree with you for the fact that I just thought that it's to me that was more than a quote unquote bad night in my hold way. up
2: I'm let me leader. hold up, let me now let me flip this shit, okay I'm about to blow everybody's mind, right, so you know how I said uh being on stage as a comedian or having a public outlet as an artist. One of your biggest fears is that insecurity kind of overtaking you in that moment and maybe doing some shit out of character, you know? Because I don't know that this is in character with George Lopez because I'm like, how the fuck would we have not seen this before? People would have been putting this out every night. Like, yes, they this nigga calling people bitches and kicking them out. Like, it'd been, you know.
0: It'd been on, when, in the age of the internet, if this was something that people did all the time with yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, because cause people want them clicks, right? right. So they would have been put it out. It's obviously not i don't think it's routine right Mm -mm. here's my thing though karen right that's his big insecurity and we saw it on the world right and i think one of the reasons that specifically black women are having a very emotional reaction to this being called a bitch is one of the black women's biggest insecurities because so many black women go out of their way to avoid the angry black woman stereotype that the idea of calling calling them a bitch is not going to roll off their back and just seeing it it's a visceral reaction the same way that i'm sure a comedian seeing a heckler is somewhat of a visceral visceral reaction of like motherfucker, sit your ass down they paid for me to do this like the ego is there too there's also the ego of regardless of the situation calling a black woman a bitch for a lot of black women is not going to be treated with this uh well, she was kind of being a bitch like no you're not gonna get that reaction you're gonna get a lot of like who the fuck you think you calling the bitch blah 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 so just on the like on the whole it's just like a microcosms of people's insecurities like combining into this like voltron mm-hmm. a fucking like viral video
0: and 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 i and i will admit that like i like like for me i i will admit that that's why i feel strongly and passionate about how i feel yeah,
2: remember Don Imus when he called them women nappy headed hoes for playing basketball? Remember that? And it, but, we, and people yeah. went through the same shit like, well, if Snoop Dogg would have said it, and like, no, no, nigga, shut up. Like, it's, it's a lot of people's insecurity at the same time. It's white people's insecurity about even talking about race and quote unquote accidentally saying something racist. And then there's also black people, a lot of black women's fear of this, you're not attractive. Something's wrong with your hair. You, you know, like it's that kind of shit. Like your body is something to be critiqued. And, and when it all comes together, um, I, I, I think it's interesting to see people like, um, react to it because it, it is, it is visceral. I don't think it's thought out. It's very emotional. Like it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to be an academic about something that fucks with you so hard.
0: Right. And, and, and in that case, you have two people well, groups of quote-unquote groups of people that have insecurities and visceral reactions to these insecurities. Right. And that's how you get in this situation. And the thing is even more bigger than that, and we kind of talked about this, what's bigger is not what he said and not how he responded. What's mm-hmm. bigger is how niggas respond. How they try to defend and, it. And, and niggers came out and defended it. And that's why you get such visceral reactions. Go, motherfucker, why are you defending somebody that you probably didn't buy a ticket to his fucking show? Get the fuck out of here. I got right. the right to be mad. They'll
2: defend anything that attacks black women for, for just, for the vast majority of shit, you know. Right. It's, this it's like, so, you know, oh, go ahead. And
1: like, I said, like I said, I don't like the way that he handled it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I know what it's like to be up there. I know what it's like to be. In the crowd, I've, I've also been audience members. I've been audience members in shows and music concert where I'm watching this guy open for uh, the singer and he's pouring his heart out and there's a guy talking on the cell phone. I wanted to choke the shit out of the guy <laughs> talking on the cell phone. I've bombed. I bombed in front of Bruce Bruce, opening for Bruce Bruce this summer I wanted to choke the shit out of the guy. This guy's like, Oh, I didn't like his. He had on New Balance. I didn't like his sneakers. He was talking shit about me after I got off stage. Mm. And, and I was like, You know, I fucking, I was, I was questioning myself. Like, should I be fucking doing comedy? Mm. Yada, yada, yada. And then I, but you, but the thing is, you, I had a bad night. That was five, six shows one of them didn't go well i felt bad about that but i got back on stage i think the guy he had a bad night mm-hmm. and people like when you have these situations like i said before people bring their own their baggage their insecurities they bring that uh and in, in, into the twitter debate into mm-hmm. social media
2: yeah so, i think I mean, and i, I think that thing
1: from go ahead
2: i think that works both ways too you know like people also bring the insecurity of what if it was me up there um damn i can't call black women bitches no more jesus like you know like there because there's a whole contingent of people that just only spoke up to the fact of like why y'all get mad at calling a black woman a bitch you know what i mean like there's that shit too like they're insecure because they trafficking in that like why so that's yeah, wrong
1: be, yeah but i just let me clear let me get this one thing clear yeah. I don't want to be. <laughs> I'm not saying that the guys should. have... I wouldn't call no black woman a bitch. I just wouldn't do it. Oh no, nah, it's
2: clear. Oh, yeah. It's clear. Yeah. I don't think. Just, it, it, I just want to yeah. make
1: sure uh, that that's that that's clear. Whether, Absolutely. Whether you guys in the chat room agree with me or, or disagree with what I said about this, I
2: don't. Um, I mean, I guess maybe it's the way I'm viewing this conversation. I'm not. I don't see it as really a disagreement. Um, uh, to be mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. um, because. I think we're all kind of saying the same shit, which is not the way that I would have handled it. Not the way, not the way, not the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, not really, his comedy's not really for my shit anyway. So I don't have a boycott, cancel, let's find this man. Let's no. like, I don't have any of that. Cause it's like, like, I, like the only anger I really have in the situation is just people who uh are 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 saying shit like well y'all listen to rap but y'all mad at him and shit like that where i'm like just what what's wrong with just being like yeah he he could have handled that better you know like like why like why would that hurt so much to admit for a lot of people and i'm not saying you're one of these people chris i'm saying why was that a reaction that so many people had rather than yeah, yeah. Because I've seen people handle that better. That you know, as Chris said, that was a bad night. That was a bad incident. Whatever. It feels like people don't even want to give that much because somehow that would be a loss to say, that, yeah, that's not the best way to handle that.
0: Right, and and that's true. And I and I I do understand that comedians are um, emotional creatures, just like everybody else. And I do, I guess, from my perspective. And I will admit for me uh i i'm extra sensitive you can't have off nights, you can't have nights where you're not one hundred percent on point, you can't get tired, you can't get exhausted you can't quote unquote not respond the right way that everybody think you you know should have responded but i but but I guess for me as an audience member, maybe i um hold uh, comedians and certain comedians up to a higher standard I'm going well you've been doing this shit for years like it ain't your first and fucking first you know time mm. you've ever been heckled so in my mind I'm like you didn't have to do Well, it, you
2: know what's funny he it, like I said you have to admit that a line was crossed cause it wouldn't have gone viral if it wasn't like true it's like it's just nobody would care if it really was something that happened everyday we would all be like yeah obviously nobody that, so you went to a comedy show the other part is I think people are excusing her quote unquote heckling because they feel like his offense was worse when you, some, you know, I know you you wouldn't go to a show and do what she did nope there's some people that go to the show and they think they like part of the show and they're quote-unquote helping the comedian and we you know we highly discourage that like we talk about that when we have friends we're like fans and stuff we're like hey y'all about to go see chris lambert go to his special hey don't 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 be fucking talking don't be on your phone don't Don't be heckling him like don't because that shit is not part of our brand Mm -mm. you're not helping the show go fucking enjoy being an audience member right. like when we saw uh, Roy Wood Jr. we've seen mm-hmm. um JL Covan we've seen uh Marazio Vance what? like we've mm-hmm. seen uh, Mike Lawrence and the thing is they have a craft they have an art I respect right. it they're doing something that's really fucking difficult to make a room full of different yes. people laugh at the same shit for however long they're up there so it's not about disrespect to the craft or anything like that um just you know it's go enjoy it and consume it the way it's meant to be consumed right i when she like when she stood up with the middle fingers there's a lot of people that are like i wouldn't have done that
0: right so so i you know
2: and so they can i think what we're talking about is like two things happen at the same time it's almost like a fucking one of those memes on facebook where Uh people start fighting with each other when because it's degrees of wrong and shit Mm -hmm. i think people are like yes she was wrong for that you know that's not she shouldn't do that he's a professional in the situation and I, he can right. ha- he can handle it better than that and i, and I think everybody them, right? is saying the same shit but just people are kind of like well not everybody but a lot of us are saying the same shit and and getting caught up on the like minutiae of the conversation rather than the bigger picture which is everybody's insecurities are at play when you see a video like this
0: right and and and, and i think that's why i feel the way i feel I, I from my perspective i'm going you're the professional they're coming to see you and as a comedian you literally control the flow and the atmosphere of how the show goes
2: right like we've done yeah. how many episodes like a lot right mm-hmm. and people that you can go through all this shit i ain't never joked around calling karen no bitch Mm uh, on the show cuz I recognize that is a uh that's a thing that she would have an issue with like yeah that, you know
1: it's hurtful and like it's exactly just, it's, it's um yeah it's it's just one of those things man it's um cuz when I saw it pop off what was it was like Thursday it was like maybe yeah, Friday last Wednesday, week or Friday yeah. something like yeah and I was like oh shit this going to be some <laughs> shit
2: <laughs> dog my first thing I saw the video first thing that morning and went yeah, that's gonna be a problem. I did not think about it again or click. I didn't. I didn't even think it needed to be explained. Honestly, I was like, "Uh, she shouldn't have heckled. He shouldn't have reacted that way." I think ninety nine percent of people that see the video can at least agree on and
0: both parties were wrong.
2: That yeah, right. like to some extent, this like it's an incident that should have never had to happen. And um, instead it went to like like by the time I loll back on after basketball, it was like. This is what's wrong with the Latino community and y'all's anti-blackness. This is—I mean—they do have it, but
0: that—that
2: that joke was just—it's still a joke. You're still at a comedy show, right? You know, if if if, you, if I'm in a comedy show and it's like my mama say if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home to a black audience, they're gonna laugh because it was meant for yeah. those people in that fucking audience, right? But if they put that on the internet, it goes Rod is an anti-black, uh, anti-white racist. Comment comedian and shit like that so you know I recognize all that from the first time I saw it and went this probably doesn't need to be explained mm. like all the things that collided to make this a problem but here we are four days later still talking about it because it did have to be explained because so many people got triggered by that shit just for and that own the reason
1: you're absolutely right because it's the climate that, that we're in in this country and right. like, there's a lot of like unrest and there's a lot of people that are hurting right now and uh and rightfully so i mean and and you come to the your come their main priority when you go to a comedy club is it's supposed to be a place of respite right where you can you can laugh at at stuff that's going on so it's um it's unfortunate that that happened did you see the boss of
2: did you see the boss of headline that was like deport uh george lopez and i was like this is all you can't be outraged at this and (laughs) then do that like you can't have it both ways you're fucking you're doing the same shit it's like oh he got an anti-black vote he got an anti-black joke send him back to mexico you're like nigga you are adding to the problem
0: i used to follow boss and i
1: don't anymore because one time on twitter this was like years ago I said some kind of joke about Chris Brown and I made the boss of Twitter handle say, Whoa, you went too far.
0: (laughs) Don't don't
1: remember what it was. I don't remember what it was, but they were like, Whoa, buddy. Wow. holy throw, shit Slow your, your horses there guys i can't
2: even imagine yeah. that's a line that we even wouldn't even cross. What I said. oh man uh,
0: you know you have gone too far and to go back uh to uh something that uh chris had uh said we are actually in agreement. i don't disagree with you people can have off day
2: okay yeah you did kind of say that i was just letting it slide it was like you cannot oh, yeah. have a bad
0: night. No. He do this every night.
2: i was right. like, I don't know. I was like, that's... you're a
0: professional, and I guess for me, like, I don't know if like that you a professional.
2: Yeah, I was like, I don't know if that's you know, that's true that it's happening it's, every it, night, but I completely understand. Like, that. Like,
1: yeah, like I, I like I've been doing like live shit since I was a kid, and at different levels. Uh, but there's times where you don't feel like performing, but mm-hmm. you have to do it. Whether it's like you're you're in the school play, whether you're like people you're on store you're doing a storefront theater in Chicago, whether you're on Broadway or whatever, but you have you have there's times where you have to perform, and you have to you have to deliver because people paid. They don't give a fuck about what TV show you were on, I... uh, what kind of credits you have. They know that they got a babysitter. They paid fifty bucks to come see you and they went I took their girl out to dinner took their husband out to dinner and they coming for some jokes and you better be funny or you better deliver like I, I watched my one of my good friend one of my best friends uh, from grad school go up he's doing this play uh, on Broadway called um, Pierre uh, the Great Comet and Josh Groban is is one of the stars of it and he's the understudy for Josh Groban and Josh Groban got sick and uh, my boy went on and ripped that shit, and it's like you you're in a constant state of like you have to be ready, like you you have to be ready all the time, and it, nobody nobody cares like because they, they there's like hundreds of people spend like all this money to go see these productions these Broadway plays, and you have to be. You, you just got to be ready. It's so much pressure that goes on, and and that's why when you get to that level, you do get paid a lot, and it's uh, it's just. But you but you're human too, and then that's you true. get you get those you get those luxuries, but you got to be ready. And yeah. it's like, and when we talk about insecurity, has been a big thing that's come up in this conversation. And and I listened to one of my all time favorite comics, Bill Burr, saying like he had to he had to fall back because he admittedly says that he's an angry was an angry person or he is he has like hair trigger temper and sometimes an audience member could say something they they could be agreeing with you and then he would they could be agreeing with him and he'd say what the fuck do you mean and they're just agreeing it's like no oh I gotta fall back like it's a constant you have you're you're in a constant state especially being a a comedian and Mm. what I've been working on for the last few years is just being present like Mm. you have the jokes and the jokes are there but you have to be present you have to be in the moment. If something is happening, if a plate falls in the club, you probably should address it. Right. Like you can't you can't have your blind. The way that I'm trying to 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 do to do my material, the way that I that I'm attempting to be is being uh being me on stage, a heightened version of me and trying to relay that and make the shit that I've experienced relatable to an audience, all people and, you know, it, it's it's a hard thing. And it's just like about being present and being so I'm feeling this way. Let me check myself before I this lady did this thing. She didn't agree with what I said. Maybe you can go in and investigate to see right. why. Maybe maybe something happens that that will never happen again. And it could be the most beautiful fucking thing in the world that you'll never get back to
0: yeah and, and, it, be, it's,
1: and it's that experience that you have with that audience and i think now it's kind of a shame that 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 that's kind of slowly getting taken away
2: well with the with the internet and cell phones and shit like yeah the, the, i just think the club is no longer the intimate experience that it, it used, used to be, be. No, it's not. um and you know for the record i don't think george lopez would say he had a bad night or it was a bad moment uh he seems pretty un- unrepented about it. Correct. Even though at this point it would be very difficult to say he wasn't wrong because his thing was like if you don't want to laugh get the fuck out and she's like I was laughing. I'm a fan. I like I'm surprised you kicked me out. I'm not even mad that you did. Like she that much of a fan. You know, so may, you know and he's maybe he's moved on and doesn't even think about it but you know I would imagine that if he were privy to that he probably feel a little bit bad now. You know what I mean? Like, well, damn. Maybe, yeah. You know, like, I like I totally misread that situation and it's because I, I had that, that Hulk in me, man. It just came out. Um, that being said, uh, he's not apologizing. He don't feel bad. Fine. Fuck it. I don't have to feel bad for him. I'm like, I
0: don't, you know,
2: and for the record, I don't really think he that funny and I don't go see his shit. So, it, like, to me, it don't bother me to say, nope. bye. You know, I think uh, like we had a fan writing yesterday like should I not go to the show I'm like if you think that nigga funny why would you not go
0: and, you don't what mean, like, and have a good right. time with your wife
2: like sir yeah don't listen to all these people talking about canceling mm. shit that they don't fuck with well don't support, you know it's like the, the new Yorkers is not supporting chick-fil-a y'all have one who gives a right. fuck what you think
0: come on now you ain't you know? on every corner like we do down here it's yeah like,
2: like it's different it's different you're not actually making an action to do that mm-hmm. like
0: you ain't got to go out your way you never cross it doing your daily commute
2: yeah like it's more of a statement when people say that shit and they live in a place with 12 chick-fil-a's like they like yeah. that motherfucker right there they making a statement with their dollars they were spending x amount of dollars and now they're not i'm not giving you credit for some shit you you know I was, i'm not going i'll cancel him i'm not going to any of this shit it's like were you going before no you, okay yeah, you, that's you, i can't really get yeah. yeah i can't really like get give you so much credit for something you weren't gonna do
0: Right, and, yeah. and and even though I'm, oh, not, go ahead. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, no problem. Even though you know I feel the way I do, I'm not telling people not to go to a show. I'm not telling the people not to support him. I'm not saying you know, because he has the right as a comedian to still do the things that he does.
2: I mean, look, if people will pay for it, it's not even about rights. If people will pay for it, that's what you like. That's your job. That's right. the only thing that matters. Uh, the reason we can talk like we talk on our show is because people pay for this, and it's the only thing that matters. You know what I mean? Like I don't ever feel like we have to pull punches on our show cause I'm not waiting for some network to pick us up. I'm not mm-hmm. waiting to get a certain guest. Nope. I'm not hoping that, uh, so and so doesn't hear this and get mad cause I don't have to worry about that shit. And, and there's a certain amount of freedom to that, 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 uh, that I love. And I think the same thing for that dude's Or It works both ways. It's when Glenn Beck is saying some crazy shit and we're like, that's racist. He can do it. He's, they're supporting him like he don't have to worry about you you know so i don't yeah anyway let's move on guys we've talked to we've talked about this enough um let's go to what's really the problem in america um and that's fucking with black people all right guys just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fucked with and we score them from zero to a hundred intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody that's right uh donnie mcclerkin you guys know who he is
0: yep We fall yep. down but you get up
2: Well, he says Christians need to stop protesting Donald Trump and start praying instead. Mm
0: -mm. The job
2: of the church is to pray that he succeeds. Mm
0: -mm. Mm -mm. No, no, sir.
2: We need to know what our vote really means and how to utilize it, but I don't want us to get caught up in this protest. The gospel singer and pastor of the Perfecting Faith Church in Freeport, New York said of the syndicated radio show Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell the protests do nothing but rile people up it's it causes people anger to rise up and it gives us a false sense of involvement uh he says the true sense of involvement is at the voting booth however campbell disagreed with the sentiments that protesting is meaningless the syndicated radio show host who got her started singing in mary mary insisted insisted that protesting catches the attention of the necessary people It stops their progress. It makes the police have to respond, and they have to spend money. They have to clear the streets. They have to organize, she says, so it makes them pay a little more attention. However, McClurkin insisted that the only money being spent in those situations were taxpayer dollars. While the pastor said, and we fall down, Singer insisted that he didn't vote for Trump because of his lack of policy, misogynistic ideals, and racism. He called for Christians to deal with Trump's presidency with prayer instead of protest
0: no nope, nah, a nigga face without works is dead. I don't care how much you pray and get down on your face. If you don't get out there and do work and do actions, it you, you, it is fruitless. It is 100% fruitless. And that's why I said when niggas talk about Martin Luther King, they act like this nigga didn't disrupt. They act like he didn't protest. They act like he didn't do shit to get attention. He purposely and strategically did shit. They act like he didn't get tacked on the bridge with dogs like like the nigga did shit to force america to look so reason why people protest is to force america to look because the way this country works if you don't force white people to look and be like damn them niggas is really mad about something they can do that but it has to get to the point where they go well damn now they fucking up My, my 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 i can't get my frappuccino now i can't get to the theater now I can't pick up my child from daycare now. You have to make shit so fucking inconvenient for them that they go, Well, goddamn police, quit beating up the goddamn niggers and allow us to go on about our lives. Mm-hmm. We don't really care about them, but 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 they're so angry and they're so up in arms. I'm tired of going to the Starbucks, looking out my window. I wanna see a sunny day, and I got these niggas with these signs on my Black Lives Matter. I really don't give a fuck about them of them signs, but I'm inconvenienced, and because I'm inconvenienced, y'all need to stop what you're doing. That's how this country fucking works so for you to turn around and say this is very very insulting it's very insulting to christians who actually love black people and care about black people from all races and actually all religious that are quote unquote actually praying about this thing but they're actually out in the streets too
2: yeah, there's a false tomato
0: right
2: yeah you can be marching and praying i mean if that's the thing yep uh, it's, uh yeah go ahead it's, it's a one it's
1: a 100 i mean it's um I don't know what I mean. The people, he's a he's a product of all those the the protests mm-hmm. and sacrifices that people made. That what Karen was just talking about.
2: The so, black the black church used to be integral in that process in that it was revolution. The way
0: to meet you like you you couldn't you couldn't talk about yeah. anything. I mean, all those leaders
2: were preachers too, and they almost had to be back then. You know, like there's a reason it's Reverend. Jesse Jackson Jr., Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Al Sharpton. Like all these people had to be church leaders to galvanize the people and here this nigga is a leader in this uh in faith going, yeah, y'all need to just need to pray on it and stop like interrupting traffic.
0: And <laughs> and what you're doing to an extent, you're stifling progression. Like, like, when you say this, you don't know what member of your congregation might be the next person to cause a revolution in your area because you say you're in New York. Do, don't you think Christian people are protesting fucking stop and frisk? Mm. Don't you think people up there saying, hey, people are dying in the street. This fucking shit has got to stop. Christians were out there, too, not just these quote-unquote sinners and these people that you don't even really consider when you make these sweeping statements. I guarantee you, you're not considering LGBTQ members of your church. You're not, in, you're, you're not considered biracial. Like, you're not considering any people across the board that are affected in your congregation. They're mad, they're angry, and they want to do something other than pray.
2: He's affected by it. Right. Um, he says, now is our time to pray for him. This is the job of the church. Let the world protest, but the job of the church now is to go into prayer and pray that number one he succeeds, because if he fails, we have to deal with the consequences as a nation. He said before quoting two uh the two chronicles seven didn't it mean Second, second Chronicles?
0: Yeah,
2: second chronicles. Oh, uh, okay. This must be a heathen website. uh <laughs> second can. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. America is in a place that has never been before. And the Christian has got to be who God has called us to be while Campbell didn't totally agree with her friend McClerk and her sister, fellow gospel singer, Tina Campbell sang a different tune by writing an open letter to Trump that she shared on social media last week. Um, here's the thing that I'll say. Okay. Um, I think at best people like Donnie McClerkin are stupid and scary as Christians because they're leaders in these, in these areas, they have followings, their words have impact. And very often they seem to be representative of either a silent uh, group of people that really agree with them, but act like they don't or they're, or they're um, being put in these leadership positions. And those people are, that don't agree with them are too scared to be like, get the fuck out. You're not like, we won't be attending your concerts. You won't be speaking at our churches. Like, Somehow, people keep propping these guys up, but I, as an atheist on the outside of this, am supposed to look at this organization and not feel like these people are dangerous and in control, but mm. these are the people that are the voices you know right. like this isn't a situation of some guy with a some random I've heard of Donnie McCluker my whole fucking life um you know uh now some of us because of his struggles uh you know to uh with uh uh coming out and going back in and staying in the closet and all that shit but i still heard him my my whole life he's been given a platform my whole life um the other thing is that's the best case scenario It's just that he's dumb and hadn't thought this through and maybe it doesn't represent a lot of people the worst case scenario is there's a lot of christians that fuck with donald trump because There's some things Donald Trump is about that black or white. There are Christians that are about that. Right. They're, they're okay with their erasing Planned Parenthood because they think all, uh, they think abortion is killing a kid. And basically they're against all people that provide abortion on any level for anybody. So they've decided that if Donald Trump will get rid of that, I'm cool with that. Um, they don't like Muslims. And a lot of them think the subjugation of Muslims is somehow positive for Christianity you know that uh we're winning the war when we kick these people out of our country and we uh you know make like we make life for them miserable here then christians are quote unquote winning our kingdom on earth um there's you know a lot of the a lot of the stuff against lgbt people how many black christians just in the last he's only been uh the in the white house what three weeks How many black Christians, prominent black Christians in the last few weeks have just come out and said some shit like, well, I'm glad Obama's out of there. I don't want no more rainbows on the White House or y'all let him do that gay stuff in there. Like that is scary as fuck, especially as a black person, because I'm like, y'all know what oppression is and y'all know the cost that it's going to have on our black community. And y'all don't care because y'all can get a couple things accomplished that in your mind you've decided is our God's work. You think bigotry is God's work. You think the spread of bigotry is God's work. There's no other way to equate that. Like, you're not a good person. You think that making LGBT people rolling their rights back is God's work. That's what the Lord will want. You think the Lord will want Muslims to be prosecuted and persecuted, and you think the Lord wouldn't want Muslims let into America, into this country you swear is so great and such a melting pot. You think... Uh, the women's access to choice is is like that needs to be taken away because that's what the Lord would want. You're fucking evil. You know what I mean? Like I'm not required to think that you're a good person because you f- put the name Christ in Christian, and I'm supposed to go. Well, obviously they got the right. No, you do evil shit. Like you, like how is that any different from a fucking Nazi or the bad guy in a fucking movie? We'd all be like, that's the bad guy. But because you put a cross on your chest, I'm supposed to be like, oh, well, it's cool then. You know, I'm supposed to feel like your views aren't representative when you, when these are the people that are the most fucking vocal and there's no, and there seems to be no voice against them that sound, that says, shut the fuck up. You're wrong. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't, I just don't understand how I'm supposed to look at this nigga and feel like this is okay. And what the fuck are you praying for him for? Like what success of his is a success for Christ in your mind? Is it his immigration policy? is it his is it him being against Planned Parenthood is it his national stop and frisk policy is it you know what i mean like what's the policy that's supposed to help is it like is is it uh rolling back lgbt right he's like what is the policy that you think he needs to be successful at and your prayers are gonna help him but somehow that'll be the lord's work like get the fuck out of here dog you sound stupid and, and someone's like oh well they gotta do what they gotta do to get a check It's not about a check because these motherfuckers have black churches and most black people do not support Trump. So you're, it's actually the opposite of a check. It's insidious. It's fucking, it's pathological. The fact that you would still feel this need to defend a open bigot and then in, in the name of Christ, the fact that you would do that, that is, that is way worse than even people that sold out for a check. That's worse. Cause when someone sold out for a check, I can see the numbers like, oh, this nigga just want a check. You're you're not even getting a check. The people in your audience go, "I don't fuck with this dude. I hate that what he's saying right now." That's just that's just some hatred. That's all that shit is. So yeah, hundred for me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> fuck <Yeah>. Donnie McClurkin.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it just speaks to a a lack of empathy that we have as a country. That's just pervasive throughout the country to where, especially, it's disappointing for it to come from the black like a black lead, somebody who's has a platform like that because you know that's civil rights and all that came from the church like we were saying earlier and and then there's just people that don't don't care if you've been oppressed how can you not have if you have that the the history of being oppressed in this country how can you not have empathy for gay people for muslims and and, and women and women of color so it's just I looked at, when I saw that, I was just like, man, you know, he's, he's out of touch and he's obviously, is obviously a self-hate thing going there too. So yeah. yeah, yeah this like is this is the shit that 100.
2: makes, this is the shit that makes me scared of religion. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's not just like, I understand. And I, and like I said, there's so many people that I know that are Christian that do so much good work right? because of, you know, partially because of the reasoning of their religion so it's not even that like i don't want to be just but it's scary as fuck that people can use the same book and the same words to just justify hatred and they can still have a space like they're not pushed out of the organ. like get the fuck out of here you have to go join some other church that's a hate group like you now need to be the fuck away from us like no christians that aren't like that will still invite these people in let them sit in the pulpit let them lead the choir and then go yeah but you know that's you know he he means well that's our brother too that's you know it's you know not to go back to a topic but it's kind of like the comedian thing with other comedians where it's like i wouldn't do it but donnie was having a bad day and it's like no nigga this is bad like what when are we gonna say we y'all believe the same thing but you think he's wrong in the way he's doing it because there has to be somebody on the inside willing to be like this shit wrong you know and this shit is wrong period i'm I'm not on the inside but it's wrong i'm on the inside of blackness and this nigga is wrong and people believing in him are wrong and y'all need to stop that shit stop praying for this fucking satan in the white house like he gonna wake up and his heart gonna grow three sizes like the grinch this motherfucker <laughs> hates you. He hates you, dog. He wants everything bad to happen to you. And success for him is measuring how fucked up your life is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Alright. Um Let's look. Oh, God. I, you know, I no, I can't do this right now. Yeah. We we let's do some white people news, guys. I'm looking at all That's the other... Let's have some levity. Let's uh yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at all the fucking i just looked at the other articles and was like no maxwell calling people bitch i just it's too much guys it's
1: yeah because you know like i you know this was a real this was a black ass weekend for me i mean during this podcast i did medium popcorn mm-hmm. and i saw the james Baldwin movie uh you know it shout out to to miss holiday on twitter she she hit me up about the movie she was like yeah, you know, this movie's... Ex- racism is exhausting. Like, you, is. you you, have to... Because, like, one of the things that James bought... Like, the onus is not... Like, the onus is on us to, to you know, try to be, be the best that we can be, and we done did all this stuff in spite of all the bullshit, but at what point will white people wake up and realize that the onus is on them to make the change really be what what we what we need because it's it's on them until they start stop denying and start stop this like gaslighting and this this verbal judo that that they do so well that we can easily see through it's it's not until they stop and it's like and everybody's saying like i I thought that movie and i I tweeted this guys (laughs) that i'm not your negro is the blackest made for white people movie Mm-hmm. That I've ever seen in my life. Like it's not for us, right? It ain't for us. It really is. It's a good movie. You should see it. But you ain't gonna learn nothing new.
2: Yeah, it's not for us to fix, right? You know, it, that's it, the, that's it, the big exactly. lesson to all this shit. That you know, that's why I don't really go in on black people for how they voted. I don't go on on black people for how they live their lives mm-hmm. and shit. Because for the most part, racism isn't a thing we even have the power to fix and we definitely should not be the ones to have to fix it like it was done to us not something we propagated so fuck them you know it's like when people say well black people sold slaves yeah white people bought them what the fuck y'all ain't have to like take it to the next level nigga like we was like we was keeping it dollar store and y'all turn it into walmart man come on the fuck i'm supposed to feel bad about that too Nah, because
0: we got franchise then. Right,
2: it's like it's like we both did it. It's like we all on the subway. No, it's not, nigga. It's not the same. All right, let's uh let's move to some white people music uh on white people news, and I'll start with a white people song. Here we go.
1: Things that make you go hmm.
0: My
2: girl's best friend had paid me a visit. Flyers can be tight, dressed in all She knew that I was faithful and really didn't have the ball. I tried to chill. She made that move. Now I know my girlfriend wouldn't approve. I didn't realize my girl was setting me up. Yo, my girlfriend didn't trust me. No. Yeah, but she lost control. when well, I wouldn't take the bait. I said, chill, baby, baby, chill, baby, baby. Wait. wait. My girl bust in for us, creating the boom. She said, girlfriend. Things that make you go. Mm. Things that make you go. Things that make you go things that make you go that dude was like the um, the uh, safe version of Ice Cube what happened to him? <laughs> I mean Ice T what happened to that dude? like they had that scandal remember where they had skinny women in the video but it was a fat woman that sang all the hooks
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah oh,
2: yeah, they got. Yes, I remember They got sank by the first catfish scandal ever in mm-hmm. music. <laughs> oh my god, man, what happened to them? What does that do? What does he do for a living? Mm-hmm. It's not like he had like, yo. What if he had crazy rap skills? though? I was just like, <laughs> I, like I was like, this nigga is terrible at rapping. But what if like you ran up on him and he just straight up could annihilate niggas with that same flow from that from that verse right there? That would be amazing. <laughs> Your dress you know, ain't corny. Looking kind of horny. Yeah, where
0: would
2: it <laughs> He was rapping like real pro black and shit like Kendrick, but he was rapping just like the same, the same cadence and stuff. Ah! Like, what we go back to 1982? What's
0: happening?
2: I know a lot of niggas that smile in my face, lava behind my back. <laughs> All right, Uh George and Amal Clooney, or Amal Clooney and her actor. Boy, uh, husband, as I like to say, are expecting twins. Confirms Matt Damon.
1: Oh, what? What? Matt Damon? Oh, Matt Damon? oh shit!
2: Yeah, Matt Damon told everybody that it was happening, guys. The Tom Brady of of the of Hollywood. <laughs> How is Matt? Is are we sure that uh, what's his name, Marky Marks not the Tom Brady of Hollywood?
1: <laughs> well, that's the you know.
2: That's a good question.
1: <laughs> I mean, it just got to be maybe like a one and one a yeah yeah but when I, I think yeah, yeah. about when I think cause Tom Brady won't I mean uh, uh, Tom Brady won't really uh, shit cause Matt, Matt Damon was like I, I mean there's diversity in front of the camera so we don't need <laughs> <for> anything <behind." laughs>
2: yeah and then like Marky Mark has a secret history of like being racist to people and shit mm-hmm. uh, and then he keeps starring in these movies about white people saving us from, from catastrophes and shit so yep. I don't know I, I, but yeah. yeah, it's one in one A. I think that's uh I had never thought Matt Damon of that, but you're right. He's on the. It game. just.
1: It, I thought of it because when I saw the poster for the Great Wall, and, and like I, I went to go see uh, the founder, and I right. saw that that poster, I was just like,
2: damn! Like he is. He might be the. He might be the Tom he might Brady of Hollywood. Dog the Matt Damon. I mean the uh, Tom Brady biopic. Uh, who do you think is gonna get the plan? You think it's gonna be Wahlberg? Or you think it's gonna be Damon?
1: JL said, "Wahlberg." Mm. I was thinking like Wahlberg. I, when I tweeted after the Super Bowl that you know, so oh, he left early. You know, I was like, he left early to write the script because <laughs> he knew like he knew something was in the air, so he left to do that. I would say he plays Edelman because he, you know, he had the history of playing a dude and in invincible. I'm trying to think who you could get to play him. you you probably get, I mean, maybe Ryan Reynolds to play Brady. Maybe, mm, like, that's I'm trying to man. think of a pretty... Who's the... Uh, Cavill, maybe? Mm. Who's a pretty white guy? You think,
2: you uh, what's my man from um, Limitless? You think he could do it? Limitless. You know I'm talking about? Pretty motherfucker, he plays the Rocket Raccoon in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: Oh, <gasps> shit. Um... Oh, uh, what is I don't know the name, name, name of the guy that plays the raccoon. Yeah, uh, he he a raccoon. Uh, he
2: was in uh um, He was in Hangover one, two, and three. Oh, oh fucking um, uh, the Aloha dude! Yeah, God, Brad oh, Cooper, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. I God, I love okay. Bradley Cooper. I love <laughs> white. This <is> why <laughs> I I love for the record, this, the this this that part right there. That's why I love White People News. three yeah. black people struggling to grasp one of the most famous white man in hollywood right. we all just like who the fuck is that he dude i'm mad at myself when i can't
1: when i fuck up any actor's name because i like you know yeah but like you know when you think like to me and i don't know if i said this on your show before mm-hmm. but he's like you know you how you coin the the impossible white man
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's kind of like the the king of like oh shit like redemption white man redemption Mm. movies like he's somebody that's fucked up in the past Mm. that's trying to get it together and he's likable and then he eventually gets over it and wins you over Mm. he's good at playing that dude so he could definitely rock rock the tom brady
2: hey he's a good-ass actor too man
1: Mm -hmm. i think he is yeah yeah.
0: he made me care about a raccoon dog yeah, I didn't think
2: he was that good at first, man, but like, that motherfucker has picked some parts over the years where I've just been like, Bradley Cooper, even when he's not the focus, it just comes in and he's versatile and he's really solid. Um, I know he just played, uh, a arms dealer in that Miles Teller, uh, um, flick. What the War fuck? War Dogs. Yeah. War yeah. Dogs. And he was so good that was a good movie yeah, yeah he was henry Girard. yeah and ward like i was just like damn bradley cooper's like a whole different person in this role you know anyway he good but point being uh they they expected some twins y'all um <laughs> justin Thoreau wishes jennifer Anderson a happy 48th birthday as he shares a rare selfie of the couple uh so uh if you guys watch uh the leftovers justin Thoreau is the main star of that and uh that piece of sweaty honk is married to jennifer aniston and uh he went uh he went on our special day on uh instagram and he posted uh a happy birthday he said happy hbdj so happy birthday jennifer Mm oh his pithy yet sentimental caption included a heart emoji and a hug and a kiss uh, he said a rare selfie of the couple, which showed the pair surrounded by palm trees. The sweet shot showed Jennifer and Jennifer's head, Justin, Justin and Jennifer's heads touching as they huddled closely together for the picture.
0: Oh, that's so sweet! Right. Meanwhile, on Instagram. Now, and it me, ain't ratchet.
2: Personally, I feel like it is a little ratchet. Uh
0: oh, what happened? Because this is
2: clearly a shot at Brangelina as they break up
0: oh uh, right. oh that's right that's right because that's next right. girl okay right. look but at how it is messy
2: look how happy we are over here this is not the first time we've taken the instagram to sub okay the, the sub, sub. pick. uh brad uh i mean uh yeah brad uh what pit?
0: oh okay mm-hmm. not not that <laughs> Meanwhile on Instagram, Instagram. yippee Kayo yippee kaiyo. I had to to do it right. I'm sorry. The first time, I was like, "Well, this ain't that ratchet, you know." But mm, Mm -mm. mm. no, this is clearly
2: a shot. shot uh so yeah justin rarely shows photos of him and jennifer nearly a year ago the zoolander actor zoolander 2 actor shared a photo fo- why'd they do that to him anyway shared a <laughs> photo i didn't watch it i heard it was terrible <laughs> they could have they could have skipped it uh he shared a photo of jennifer looking out of the eiffel tower while they were in paris for the film That that's them right there while they were in paris for uh zoolander um and before that December 2015 he shared a throwback shot of Jennifer from the 2013 Oscars for Women Crush Wednesday
0: oh that picture is beautiful the one you just scrolled looking out the uh, window with that's that big a, ass
2: ring on that's
0: a beautiful picture of her
2: mm-hmm. like oh this thing <laughs> this thing girl
0: this old thing this old I ring i had this for years
2: girl uh and this is Women Crush Wednesday with her in the Aww. red dress see Yeah. Them. Yeah, you better oh, yeah.
0: slay in that red dress. Slay, it.
2: girl, go ahead. Uh, and that's them when they were there together at the looking, looking perfect together.
0: hmm. You know that train. That's oh, and she got a matching purse. Yes, with your shoe red <laughs> too. Yes,
2: Jennifer, low key, man. Jennifer be giving people looks, man. Right, you know? she bad though. Like yeah. she uh, she was looking good in uh, horrible bosses. Right, low man. I'm telling you, man. She uh. I mean, I know black don't crack, yellow don't mellow, but you know she she's holding it down for white folk, man. Uh, There's a
1: few of them out there that that really that really uh, get it done.
2: Charlize Theron, uh huh, like that. Have you seen the trailer for the Fast Eight?
0: yes no
2: yeah Yeah. oh she's in that yeah dog i was like she still look young like
0: she looked the same with the the braids that like
2: the now the subtext of that trailer very much feels like white girls evolving instagram with the whole the way he leaving his family and his brown uh michelle rodriguez behind and kissing that white woman in the mouth it did have some undertones (laughs) but she was looking good I was like, get, get, look at you, Charlize. Every time I see her, I'm like, damn, man, still holding it down. Black um, Rob
1: says Charlize African too, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she,
2: is. she is African, though. Yep. So maybe black don't crack. I don't know. We have to see if she got some, uh, Black Lives Matter on her Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. Singing icon, Pat Boone, 82, blast Meryl Streep and Hollywood liberals and movie studios that are wrecking U.S. image around the world with their anti-Trump rants
0: what he don't need no help in wrecking
2: his image that's what it is guys we figured it out the image was fine until y'all started talking about it in hollywood
0: he needs no help
2: show business legend pat boone has come out out firing at stars who use a war season to launch rants at the u.s president and his policies Boone, 82 lambasted meryl streep for her golden globe speech in january where he where she denounced donald trump's ideology and accused him of mocking disabled reporters uh, Serge Kavaleski in his campaign, the Moody River singer said he feels that she refused to give Trump a chance, as well as saying Hollywood shuts out conservatives and is ninety nine percent liberal to the detriment of the nation, nation nation's image around the world. Why is it always the the bad actors that talk about how conservatives can't work?
0: I have a question. Yes, can uh, hold on. Okay, I, I, I'm trying to get back. I got booted out. Hold oh. On.
2: 'Cause I I'm definitely having on screen.
0: Okay. Wait a minute, I gotta get another to, to see all of it.
2: Alright, uh I'm gonna keep going till you get your question ready. Uh he spoke while arriving in the twenty fifth annual Movie God Awards. Movie God awards. Do niggas got awards? Um movie right? how, how old is Do movie people guy... still go to the movie guide channel when you, every T V comes with a fucking built in God? They do. No they way. Do. I don't believe you care. <laughs> That's a lie. Nobody just puts it on Movie God to see. I'll wait five minutes till it scrolls to channel 187.
0: don't know how to use their remote control and all the other fancy features.
2: Mm, uh, They must have the same viewers as CBS. Of course. Uh, which celebrates faith based and family movies. Uh, oh, no wonder. It's the curse, sir. This nigga had a conservative awards show talking about we don't get no spaces for conservatives in Hollywood. You stupid Come ass.
1: Come on, young. That's the same, like, White History Month <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so fucking tired, man. Like, I. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, God. He has enjoyed seven decades of stardom, claiming that many modern actors and actresses are destroying the industry by making degrading films simply due to their liberal views. Now, first of all, oh wait, this is him. Now, first of all, I don't think that award shows are the place to express some narrow political view, he said at this award show. Now, it's not narrow to her or to most of that audience, but to most of America who had elected a man that she detests and doesn't even want to give a chance to. Uh, it wasn't most of America. guys. <laughs> uh boone cited trump's electoral college victory and his voters conviction that he's gonna lead us into a more moral and more economic sound and military strong life she doesn't want to give him even a chance and he was acting like he was all she was acting like he was all but a criminal and depraved and of course she got a big hand for it uh how's he gonna lead us into a more moral place with this pussy grabbing antics Uh i don't understand what people see in this man he can see that now she's a nice woman and a very talented woman, but I don't think that's a, that an award show in front of millions of people is a place to vent your spleen about somebody that you disagree with politically. It just was wrong. Have y'all heard the term vent your spleen? No. That's that's new, right? 19, Does that word mean what he thinks it means? Nineteen,
0: with forty, fifty 50 phrase. I mean, he is kind of old.
2: You out here venting your spleen? For real. You're gonna vent your spleen on my show. I hang okay. around with a
0: lot of old people, I've never heard that phrase.
2: He dismissed the idea that her speech could have harmed her professionally, pointing out she's in the side of the career that applies it, oh no, it's good for her. He noted that in fact there's some who'll express those views knowing it may be good for them. Polly, I mean, in the industry in the industry in Hollywood. Yeah, because liberals love liberals. They don't want they don't like conservatives. He said, conservatism can cost people careers. The guy, the the actor that stood up at Trump when he was, let's see, it was, oh, when he was winning the nomination, though he's not that well known to the point that boom forgot his name. He was speaking up for Trump, and he had two film projects that were in the works, and as soon as he did that for Trump, those two projects were canceled because he was going to have to, it was going to be liberals dealing with him and his projects. Does anybody know who he's talking about? mm
0: No.
2: Uh, hey, you want to know what's funny, man? In my mind, reading this quote, I felt like the... Um, what's that old black man that be mad? Uh, Greg... Uh, what the fuck is his name? Um, Dick Gregory? Dick Gregory. I felt the Dick Gregory... Ah! Huh? 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 You no, know I'm saying... Huh? Like, it felt like that between these. Like, he's... Like, this is his version of woke. Where he's like... Where he was like... Uh, uh, and he says, uh, uh what was it? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. These, Cause liberals love liberals. They don't want, huh? they don't like conservatives.
0: <laughs>
2: it could cost many people careers. The guy, uh, the, the, huh, the actor, what, huh, what was the name? Uh, stood up to Trump when, huh? You see, you see, let's see. It was, uh, huh. Uh, when he was winning the nomination, like, you're like, damn man, what, you struggling to get this out. Anyway, man, hopefully he dies soon. 2 year old white man still complaining about the world ain't good enough for him. Shut your rich ass up. God. Mm, I always complain about something. I swear these whites. Um, <laughs>
0: here's,
2: uh, here's one of my favorite stories for white people news. Um you tanzanians complain a lot why don't you boil flowers and drink them an african tour guide is arrested for giving fake translations of tourists' comments ah,
0: ah, ah.
2: fake it till you make it brother ain't that the truth uh yeah they ain't
0: gonna know they out there like old girl with them rocks you put up your vaginas <laughs>
2: Uh I I oh! You talking that. about Lena Dunham? No,
0: remember when we were talking about her the other day. Oh, you talking about veggie eggs? Well,
2: yes. For uh, I thought Re- Regina didn't Regina Hall? Did she talked about that on Conan, I think. Regina Hall do veggie eggs too? I
1: think D- don't don't no. spread don't spread no, oh,
2: no don't spread no rumors don't spread no rumors, spread no rumors dog oh, come man. on man. Gwyneth Paltrow oh, God, does vaggie vag- eggs. Gwyneth Paltrow is the vaggie egg person. She's a white hotel. Yeah, she, a she a vag- snow tap is how you like to call her. Right,
0: she vaggie eggs. She's vacuum cleaning it out, steaming it. She's doing all Steaming
2: stuff, her though. vagina. Oh, what was the last thing? Clean sleep she mm-hmm. releasing? That woman is a what hotel.
1: Is it? It's like pelvic floor
0: with eggs. Other, yeah and, other, and doctors and,
2: and all the doctors are like it's wrong it doesn't right, work right. she's telling y'all bad information Make
0: sure you, you you do know your vagina okay. is self-cleaning you don't need to do this what's the wrong? difference
2: between her and the, the don't don't eat alkaline niggas that be uh making youtube videos
0: ain't no difference everybody trying to get your money she's
2: just a rich white woman she's saying the same shit that y'all to be saying and she gonna start calling herself dr uh Gwyneth Paltrow next. Yeah. what's up internet it's dr Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm here to tell y'all, y'all need to get this clean sleep, okay? For $79.99, directly to me. Um, a tour guide has landed himself in hot water after falsely translating the cheerful visitor's comments to make it sound like she was being rude about Tanzanians. A mobile phone video shows a female tourist enthusi- enthusing about the country and the Tanzanian people, calling them fabulously wonderful. But the guide then speaks into the camera and claims that to, that she said the locals are always complaining about being hungry. Oh man. Uh-huh. <laughs> he made he took the extra step of not just not just he took the extra step of not just not doing the comments right, but he made her sound as bad as possible. <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious. Let me see why I turn this off. My up.
0: visit to Tanzania has been beautiful, gorgeous. The people are fabulously wonderful and friendly. Greetings are always jumbo. Happy to be here. The land is beautiful, beautiful. And the animals are wonderful. the variety of animals and people you see is incredible, unlike any anywhere else, it is just fabulous. It will be an experience to savor for all of your life. It is fantastic and beautiful and incredible and just unremarkable. And I say
2: looked at her and smiled. Ah! <laughs> uh yeah, uh so the country's tourism minister, Jumain uh mshin wait, Mshe Mshebe? and Shumbe uh took exception to the mischief making ordered that the guy be arrested yeah i guess maybe tourism is a big money thing so it's like hey you fucking with these white folks and it's actually costing us money Mm -hmm. i he says (laughs) i issued an order for his arrest on tuesday I can confirm that he was apprehended today at the main gate of Nabi Serengeti Reserve. The guy who has not been named worked at the Serengeti National Park when uh, un- when the undated clip was filmed. Uh, it's gone viral among Tanzanians who see the funny side. It is thought that the guy may have been mocking Tanzi- Tanzanian President John Magufuli, who last month called on people to stop complaining of hunger. Uh, so...
1: I hope they don't kill that dude.
2: I hope, right? Isn't that sad that we so ignorant to Africa that we like, I hope it, I hope he don't get the death penalty. We right. don't know. We I don't know. They we might, don't know. We yeah, don't this shit might out. be a fine and a, a day in jail yeah. and he might be on bail, well, we, well, we but we just don't. assuming the worst.
0: Right. We hope they
1: don't Just because they have Starbucks over there now doesn't mean that they will get, gu- they won't get gully. I don't
2: you know? know. I just, I, like, that's my American ignorance is that I, in my mind, like, when you say Africa I'm only thinking of either uh, the Best Ladies Detectives Agency. uh, Oh, I miss that show. The the number one Ladies Detectives Agency. Or I'm thinking of, like, Blood Diamond movies. Like, I'm not... Like, there's no in-between for me of just, like, a suburbs in Africa because my ignorance is tainted through the uh, lens of American exceptionalism and all the shit that we see from over there. You know? Which can't be real, right? It can't be all what I... It can't just be they overthrowing the government and Forrest Whitaker is cutting off people's legs or the guys I'm must be crazy, you know?
1: I'm like that too. I had, I talked to, uh when I worked with Trevor Noah, he and I talked about that.
2: I was like, you guys have pizza? <laughs> really? Bro, one of the most ignorant, I'm I'm actually ashamed of myself. One of the most ignorant <laughs> conversations I ever had was uh with my sweet mates from Trinidad and Tobago when I, to buy, yeah, Tobago, when I was, um, uh freshman in college and they were my sweet mates and i asked them questions like do i have running water and shit like that and they laughed cuz it was so stupid and ignorant and just i mean i was 17 but you know i learned a lot about myself via them picking on me for weeks which is just <laughs> that that was the dumbest shit i've ever said in my life but i just my america just paints everywhere that's not america as worse you know, like we'll send them yeah. bags of rice. That's you know, like that when <laughs> it's like people do they that drop with drop
0: grain from the air where you're from.
2: Yeah, people do that with Africa too, where it's like yep. all of Africa is just one place and shit.
1: It's our xenophobia.
2: True. Uh so yeah, but he she says how my visit to Tanzania. Uh well has a beautiful, gorgeous. The people are fabulously wonderful and friendly. Greetings are always jumbo uh hello to hello, happy to be here the land is beautiful beautiful the animals are wonderful he says you tanzanians complain and cry about a lot about hunger every day you cry about hunger when you have flowers at home why don't you boil the flowers and drink them it is not yeah. good to cry and complain about hunger uh the variety of animals of people you see is incredible unlike anywhere else it's just fabulous he said you are asking your president to cook for you do you think your president is a cook can you get busy even boil your clothing and eat uh tourists it will be an experience to save it for all of your life it is fantastic and beautiful incredible and just unremarkable and the guy says get busy in every corner of the country the president can't leave state house to cook for you you have to cook for yourselves oh so he was making a commentary about the president probably and now this nigga got arrested i hope he's gonna be okay because nice. that might not work out mm-hmm. uh, in his favor mm-hmm. <laughs> right you can't even talk mm-hmm. shit about he the president like over
1: a biopic about about that guy in the next ten
2: years, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Who's, the, who's the Chadwick Boseman? I guess playing of, course, of course,
2: of course, of course. Yeah. I've actually been thinking of this thing. I'm gonna write on the medium, and I'll just kind of break it here. But uh, I'm gonna do the top ten black actors that could play in a Wesley Pipes biopic. Oh lord! Um, and I and I've I've got a list in my head, and uh, that's. Chadwick Boseman will be on the list just because ah! that nigga plays everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not Selena what Goldman. About, oh, who else? Uh, what about
1: Trevante Rose though, Young? Gotta put him in the.
2: Trevante uh, Rose is gonna be on the list, man. He might be a little too, uh, buff to play, yeah. to play West, but he'll be in the top 10, I think. Like. Pretty uh, motherfucker. Yeah, pretty motherfucker. You get to the third act of that movie, you be like, this nigga. <laughs> Still what you like, looking at, I, girl? I was like, am I gay now? Right. <laughs> this is a pretty motherfucker, I see. Kiss him in his mouth. Uh <laughs> um, anyway, that's not Selena Gomez. The weekend hits a pre Grammy party with a brunette who looks like his girlfriend. It seems you uh, get a
0: stand in, what's happening?
2: Yeah, uh, apparently it was a stand in, Karen. Uh people were like, Oh, is this nigga out here dating somebody that look like Selena Gomez? Now that's her right there the dark hair and the black dress now i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think she looks that much like selena gomez Mm -hmm. i don't think so either yeah i think she's just a brown woman with black hair and they just went the same
0: all right we all look she's pretty pretty. she
2: is pretty yes Mm -hmm. uh she's you know now selena's 24 this woman's 31 oh and she's actually um his co-manager tony sows 31 year old wife rima who was Miss USA in 2010? The couple tied the knot last May in Lebanon, Tony's homeland. The 26-year-old Canadian songwriter and singer actor, uh, actor, was he acting in? Mm, I don't know.
0: Hmm, I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe they know something we don't know.
2: Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he can't act. I mean, I, it's nice. the same way I didn't know Janelle Monae was an actor, and then Blat Al. You know what right. I mean? Uh, and the and record producer was surrounded by a crowd of people at the event and Rima seemed to be pushed to the sidelines. Selena and The Weeknd whose real name is Abel Tesfaye uh, were first spotted Wednesday uh, kissing January 10th at, at, at an Italian eatery Giorgio Baldi and uh, confirming their long rumored relationship. The, the Weeknd a two time Grammy winner is nominated on Sunday's awards for his work with Beyonce on Lemonade. So, there you guys go. The weekend was out with a woman that looked like Selena Gomez. Mhm. Uh, in other brave white women news, uh Lena Dunham has bared her midriff.
1: Oh shit. Yeah, yes. Yes, this is mm-hmm. what I like
0: for her to be.
2: Karen prefers her to be in uh in the white people news segment instead of fucking with black people.
0: I mean, she, she over with that cause yeah. she's fucking with us, but right. I, I like her being covered for shit like this. Like this is the This is what I want to hear about.
2: Well, apparently about. she's losing weight and it's because Donald Trump got elected. Uh, yeah. She, um, said she's shedding pounds and masks as Donald Trump's stocking election in victory over Hillary Clinton. Uh, she wore an anchor gray sweatsuit with black stripes running along the waist and middle of of the leg with a black with a black tank top with a red stripe and black shoes. She wore large hoop earrings and had her dark auburn locks and bangs up front and tied in the tails in the back. Um there you guys go. In all her uh alabaster glory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So. <laughs> alabaster glory. That's, I like
2: that. <laughs> oh my god. Her appearance at the Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. Uh her appearance at the Build Studio came on the heels of an appearance of the View in which she told the ABC panel I've been losing tons of weight ever since Trump got elected. In fact I dropped weight with every move he makes. By the time his only a white woman would be like, It's been so good for my diet though. <laughs> like, oh my God. The oppression? The oppression oh my god guys yeah, let me Tom, tell you what it's been doing for my weight line i had line. to
0: get fit just in case he decides he wants to grab my pussy
2: i'm a size five now thank god for him hating muslims
0: and fucking up the country i would have <laughs> never lost his weight otherwise
2: right i would have been so fat under hillary clinton uh by the time his whole cabinet gets confirmed i'll be down to my goal weight which is my birth weight eight pounds The Emmy-nominated star earlier this week opened up on her politically fueled weight loss during a Howard Stern appearance. Um, I know what the right-wing media had a field day with that and said liberals so weak and that she can't eat food because of Donald Trump, but what I was trying to express is that it's been triggering for many of us in so many different ways, and I know that if I'm not hungry, then we have a real freaking problem. Uh, (laughs) And Oh god, we have a shit. problem now. Yeah. Oh man, not
0: about the other stuff, but this shit right here. We Kids
2: have. literally won't be able to eat. Houston, we have a problem. Bessie Devos is gonna cut off everybody's uh shit, but uh, Maybe. free lunch is over. In the, in their appearance, Joy Behar praised Lena for breaking Hollywood's body image norms with her parading of sex scenes and various states of undress, and her hit comedy Girls, as a normal looking girl without the super slim look traditionally championed in tinsel Lena admitted that the road wasn't always easy and she had a very rude awakening at the way people initially reacted to her sex scenes on the show. Shout out to Duh. Shout out to Jill. Come in. Uh, Stern in 2013 called Dunham a little fat girl who kind of looks like Jonah Hill.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, man.
0: God damn! Wow. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't say that. Right.
2: Can't be going at the ivory goddess like that.
0: Mm -mm.
2: (laughs) Added that she keeps taking her clothes off and it kind of feels like rape to watch. The shock jock. Yeah, he walked his remarks back shortly thereafter.
0: Don't say. And then she went on the show. Got
2: up his ass. Then then she went on his show this this year.
0: Right. To to cover up his tracks. See, she's on the show, guys. Quit Quit calling and emailing us.
2: Uh It's interesting because you can be, as you said, a normal looking girl. And when you move into the realm of Hollywood, that in of itself shocks people. She told the panel the fact that I'm considered quote unquote plus size or an example of completely unorthodox body. I have to admit it was very rude awakening the first time I saw people's reaction to the show. I was like, I thought I was pretty banging. Uh Dunham credited her parents, Carol Dunham and Laurie Simmons for imbuing her with a positive body image early on in life. My parents always let me know that the difference was difference was a beautiful thing, she said, and there wasn't a one-size-fits-all. What if she's really losing the weight to try to get Odell, Odell Beckham Jr.? Possibility. Mm. Well, she mm. might. She might could be. Might could. Never know. Odell Beckham Jr., what they like to call him. Uh, Dunham, an ardent Clinton supporter who campaigned on behalf of the Democratic nominee, said last April she had planned on relocating to Canada if Trump was elected. I know a lovely place in Vancouver. I can get my work done from there. She told Andy Cohen at the Matrix Awards, a ceremony to honor female standouts in the communications industry. I know a lot of people have been threatening to do this, but I w- really will. Uh, she said, um, but she's still here. Uh, the Golden Globe winner later took the remarks back in the wake of trump's win she said she was willing to try to make things work despite trump's over office presence i can survive staying in my country in this country my country to fight and live and use my embarrassment of blessings to do us right she said in an instagram post so she's not gonna move after all guys so nothing good is coming of this trump presidency that's sad
0: Ha <laughs>
2: mm-hmm uh, we get girls back this weekend, though. Girls is coming back. I'm so I'm like three seasons behind. now I gave up on. well them. you
1: nerds are watching Walking Dead, I'm going to be watching
2: Hannah and the Girls. Well, at what point do they become women? Let me know, okay? I, probably by the end of this season. So. It's like it's like if they would have came out with Baby Boy Two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nigga, you a baby man now? Take some responsibility for your decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deborah messing. Uh, a revelation and a white starlet. Oh wait, no. I'm about to say who? We're coming up with a different term, right? Have you come up with it yet? I'm trying to. I'm trying. Like, I mean, because it's like, like this girl. Like I was telling those the homies on me and popcorn.
1: Like Zoe Dutch is a white starlet, um, All right? You no, know, like Kirsten Dunst is kind of in the middle, and then Charlize and What would she be like? Would she be like aging, or would she just be like? season season yeah that's what brandon was saying so So i don't
2: know i've been i've been thinking about this right so since since the the if the ones in their infancy are the starlets right 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 so i think the ones in the middle should be the suns and then the older ones should be the supernovas because it keeps in theme with your uh your celestial uh theme, you know what I'm saying, so like That's true. your starlet is the young ones then at some point they become their own sons. you know, maybe they have their own solar system around them and everything, and then as they fade, you know, a supernova the, a sun is brightest before it dies, you know uh, so that would be like how Meryl Streep uh, is like a, a white supernova, you know um, and you know uh, Emma Watson is no longer really a starlet, she's probably like a sun now you know, yeah. Scarlett is like a son, and then you can still have your starlets for your younger ones. Anyway, something to think about. Uh, Deborah Messing says the director told her your job is to get naked in a 1995 film.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: Yep. Uh, allegedly that director Alfonso Arral pressured her to perform a news scene and made disparaging comments about her appearance during the making of the 1995 film A Walk in the Clouds. Did
0: she get mad? Uh
2: probably I wonder why she's just not talking about this uh speaking at the makers conference in Rancho Palos Verdes uh, California on Monday Messing recalled that the initial excitement about shooting her first Hollywood movie opposite rising star Keanu Reeves was marred by several humiliating incidents on the first day of filming Messing said she and Reeves were in the middle of a dramatic kiss scene when Aru interjected how quickly can we get a plastic surgery in here her nose is ruining my movie after completing the scene in a daze, Messine retreated to her trailer and cried. I felt ugly. I felt like God. I felt deep shame. She said, adding that aroused comments reminded her of the anti-Semitism she experienced growing up in Rhode Island. Oh, I didn't know she was Jewish. Oh, that's even like he really went there then. Mm-hmm. On the second day of filming, she said she was browbeaten in the shooting a news scene despite having been told previously the movie would not feature nudity when she confronted around after uh about the scene he allegedly told her i'm the director it's my movie your job is to get naked and say the lines that's it you should be grateful to have this part mm-hmm. after grudgingly going through the scene only messes bareback appeared in the final cut she says the whole thing was a power play a game and the goal to demean me strip me down to my pride and power make me feel uh, on a cellular level his dominance over me i felt violated right her manager did not respond to a request for comment, but a representative for the filmmaker told 2 Fab that, uh, Messing's description of the events was false. The representative said Messing was never new during the scene in question and that Aral did not make derogatory comments about her nose. So, okay. I don't, I'm gonna it. just keep it real. Why the fuck would she make this up in 2017 when this shit happened in 1995? Nobody's like, well, now we can give her a part in the movie. You know, like, there's no benefit, like, I, I'm sorry, I believe her. I don't, like, there's no fucking benefit she would have
0: yeah. to
2: lie about this now.
0: And something about a good thing, it wouldn't surprise me if directors did spontaneously throw that shit up on people that they knew that they could do it to. Like It was if, her first if, film. Right, you wouldn't do it to somebody that was established, because you know you have fucking lawsuit on your hands. Also,
2: the other part is... um, mm-hmm your defense is just she made it all up that's the defense like there's a difference between like it was a misunderstanding on the set uh you know that that director you know had some issues or something will you just be like bitch bitch line like like what i don't think
1: she could speak up back then
2: right yeah
1: yeah you she and they said something about her nose
2: yeah it said her nose was in the film cause of the kissing scene cause it was too big
0: right and she Jewish too right. so you know it probably kind of got in there kind of
2: mm-hmm. criticizing
0: her because of that cause you don't have to put a standard white nose
2: Mm-mm. fuck this nah she, right. she
1: like one of these women that look like one of these white women that look better
2: she and she older. got older mm-hmm. yep. uh, yeah. she also said she was uh, in, in her monologue she said she was pressed to wear bra inserts aka chicken cutlets during her early days in the NBC sitcom, Will and Grace. After threatening to take up the issue with the network, Brass Messing says she never saw the inserts again. They want to make her titties look bigger. I believe it. Yeah.
0: Now, now that I believe 100% too.
2: That's what make you funny if you're a comedian and you're a woman. You're being funny as an actress. You need to get them titties out there.
0: Right, so you, you know you happen to be not robust in the titty area. Well, you ever be you watching funny? a sitcom
2: and you're like, this will be funnier with big titties
0: no I, I No. okay all right. all right well, maybe
2: it's just me and chris uh all right guys <laughs> let's get into uh, <laughs> let's let's move into our final segment guess the race um and, and before we even do that let me say guys maybe you've been dealing with some situations at work that are pretty stressful well that's why our newest sponsor talkspace is trying to help your ass out If you ever thought about going to therapy but found it too inconvenient, too expensive, or too embarrassing to make it into an office, then give Talkspace a try. Talkspace is the online therapy company, and they want to make it easy to connect with a licensed therapist handpicked just for you. For as little as $32 a week using Talkspace, you can text, audio, and video message your therapist as much as you want. Your Talkspace therapist can listen to you, vent about work, family, explore your relationships with the people around you, uh, help you put you on a path to a happier life. To sign up and learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash TBGWT. And as a special offer for the listeners, use code TBGWT in the coupon code section, and you can get $30 off your first month and show your support for the podcast as tbgwt and talkspace.com slash tbgwt talkspace therapy for how we live today now let's play the song <clears throat> now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race
0: time Ba-da-ba
2: that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read the play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today chris lambert from the mundane festival podcast to guess the race and the chat room plays along and they are racist mm-hmm. <clears throat> and karen plays too by the way because i
0: can't see the screen
2: and she's also racist um a single mom dresses up as a man so she can attend the dads and donuts event at her son's school a single mother from utah posted a photo of herself dressed up as a man for an event at her son's school and the internet is loving it whitney cuttrell's facebook post on wednesday about her son's dads and donuts event shows a photo of her with a drawn-on goatee a baseball hat and a pair of sweatpants she wrote, when I became a single mom over three years ago, I made a promise to myself I would do anything I could, even if it meant going out of my comfort zone to give my kids a quote-unquote normal life and some experiences as the same experiences as other kids. So this morning, I gathered up my best dad outfit, painted on some facial hair, and went to breakfast with my sweet son. It uh I was so embarrassed, but I couldn't help but smile when he introduced me to his little friend saying, this is my mom. She's my dad, too. So I brought her. The post already has over 15,000 likes on Facebook, and she has been sharing, shared it over, oh, they shared it over 8,000 times. Catrell, a mother of two living in St. George, Utah, says she wants her children to know the day I love. Some of her more normal accomplishments includes trips along, teaching her son how to play catch egg, killing bugs. As a single mother, she said, that is difficult, le- that is difficult letting children know how loved they are. She wrote, when I want, when I went to leave, he r- ran after me and hugged me tight around my neck and whispered, Mom, I know that you'll always be there and do anything for me. Thank you. I love you. Kissed my cheek and ran off. I hope he remembers this day because I'll never forget it or his sweet words. Aww. Guess the race of Whitney Cottrell, Karen.
0: Uh, white, Cancel and white. I wish we were in the country where men could have the same freedom, where a man could say, I want to dress up like a woman to go to my child's event because it's like Mother Sunday, mm. because I, I have a feeling that if this was somewhat reversed, uh, you would <laughs> A lot of people would be liking that <laughs> shit. They'd be like, "Something's wrong with this." Yeah,
2: what, they would
0: call that dude gay. And it I'm wouldn't talking. be.
2: It wouldn't be as adorable.
0: It wouldn't be as adorable. It'd be something.
2: a lot of a lot of arguing. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I wish men, all had the same freedom to do this without the same visceral reaction out of people.
2: Uh, Chris White, White. All right, let's check the chat room see what they think. White hotels would have roasted her if she was black. Utah White white black school wouldn't bother to plan an event for five kids oh, god oh. damn joe damn joe black oh. m- mama would have showed up in her regular clothes like eh? and
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> black folks don't leave, live in utah white even though it's utah the story includes assentee fatherhood so i gotta go black because of racism oh. says black rob the correct answer is everybody got it right that said white and some of you one of you went black and that's her picture did it come up can
0: yes oh that's that is cute and another reason the kid why, looks
2: black though don't he he, he looks mixed with something right mm-hmm. both of kids yeah. do mm-hmm.
0: and another reason why I picked right is because this article was written very friendly like, a lot of times when you listen mm. to articles, like, if this would have been a black mother doing this for her children out of the same, you know, love uh, that this woman had, and I, I think it's cute, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I think that the article would have been written completely different.
2: Mm. You woke as fuck over there, this segment. <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe that's Karen, the way I am no, not. I'm not even saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, it's pretty woke. You over there, right? Uh, uh, uh. You over there about the uh, black academic this up. She was like, listen, first of all, if gender norms of man doing this. <laughs> and then secondly, if she was black, this is how it would have happened. I'm like, you right. You right. I ain't I mean, saying you that, wrong. That's why I picked white. Mm-hmm. Uh A man is accused of kicking and slapping a group of first graders playing outside, <laughs> during a, playing outside during a recess at Gold Coast Elementary School. And he's been ordered held in lieu of $750,000 bail Thursday. Get
0: out my playground, you goddamn kids. Damn. Somebody was
2: mad. Tazewell dugger forty six, got into the fenced in playground at ogden International School's East Campus.
0: Oh, so he broke into the place.
2: And began striking and attacking the children.
0: <laughs>
2: as he plowed through the playground area.
0: Holy shit.
2: You know, this reminds me of uh that scene in Don't Be a Menace. Well, you yeah. he, he started punching them children at, at uh, the house.
0: Yeah, you want some? You want some? You on the playground getting some? You playing hopscotch getting some? You double dutching? Take some of this too.
2: <laughs> Assistant State Attorney you Lorraine Scaduto said during the bar here on Thursday, uh, the attack began about 11 a.m. Tuesday when Duggar hit and kicked a six-year-old boy who ran past him, sending the child to the ground. Oh. He then kicked the girl and punched her in the stomach before slapping two other first-grade girls in the face.
0: Holy shit, did he go in there? John Wick 2, kindergarten. What the fuck is <laughs> happening here?
2: John Wick is Sunday school. Right. Oh, shit. Uh Everybody So he slapped, some. he slapped the girls in the face. They had been hugging and playing. School security was able to stop Doug at that point, prosecutors said. He was arrested two blocks away, according to authorities, and no children were seriously hurt in the incident. Uh, well, shit, they learned some life lessons that day. It's unclear what prompted the violent outburst, as if. Doesn't
0: even right? matter. Right? Like, like the Doesn't kids was like,
2: listen, I saw them kids over there, and they was, they, they were saying that, uh, Jolly Ranchers was better than Nihilators, and I said, fuck that.
0: Every morning I get up, these happy goddamn kids, I hear them from my window, I've had it.
2: It's unclear what popped in the outburst. Prosecutors did say that Douglas showed up at Ogden's front door about two hours before the attack, asking for two children who did not attend the school. Uh, according to assistant public detective Wendy, was he gonna fight him outside?
0: Uh, meet, meet me outside, bitch.
2: Where are Brian and Kenny? I wanna talk to them about something.
0: Meet me outside by the slide.
2: Where's my money, Mikey? Uh by the
0: miracle round. You know where it is.
2: Right. <laughs> Catch me by the swings, nigga. Right? Uh, Duggar is a veteran of the by U.S. By the
0: monkey bars.
2: Right. Yo, bitch ass. look, <laughs> kid. think this is first grade.
0: It <laughs> is first grade. <laughs> I know. I didn't know we was fighting. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Anybody else want some? Uh, Duggar hmm. is a veteran of the U.S. Marine Corps. Oh, he was a Marine kicking ah! these kids.
0: Oh, he got them kids a the goddamn vinegar. You know he was extra strong. Mm-hmm. I live, wait for a limit. I can bench
2: press your ass. Uh, he's lived in Chicago for the past nine months. He comes from St. Louis, Missouri. A spokeswoman from the Marines on Thursday said there was no service record of anyone named Ted's Well Duggar. Fawcett said Duggar served for four years, more than two decades. Uh, Duggar is charged with aggravated battery to a child of criminal trespassing state land. Cook County Judge Donald Panarese Jr. on Thursday ordered Duggar held in lieu of $750,000 bail. Guess the race of Mr. Taz Tazewell Duggar.
0: I'm going to
2: go white because of that last
1: name. All right. What about you, Chris? I could go either way, but I'm thinking white.
2: All right. The chat room says, now this sounds like a Negro-colored black man. You're going to learn today, you little bastards. Duggar, white, those boos were getting jiggy with it. Yeah, what you don't know, guys, is the kid stood up with two middle fingers, so he didn't know how to handle it. Uh they reason the reason why Eastside High ch- changed his doors black. Oh. Major pain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Making America Great Again stars earlier and earlier white and slapping 19 kids and counting white. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, that's so good. good. That's so good. Anyway, the correct answer is. And uh uh what most of y'all went white? Well, guys, most of you, you got it absolutely wrong. He was black. Oh. Maybe
1: it's the first name.
2: You got it way wrong, guys. Uh wow. he was he was a black man. Uh for those of the few of you who got it. You get a golf clap for that kind of racism guys Aww. uh did it show up yet yes it did <laughs>
1: your yeah, pain yeah
2: he's uh yeah it's pretty i mean he black as fuck guys all right i don't know what to like there's no way to not see how black this nigga is and he just looked like really? like these motherfucking kids <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, he had had enough.
2: Got a nigga in jail. I, I these.
0: she's up, I guarantee the kids were probably white, so he mm-hmm. just was like, "I'm gonna beat up all these little white kids today."
2: Boy, you bet. You probably bet call it.
0: them all niggas They was like, "I'm not a nigga sir."
2: Look, hey, he must have thought he was James Earl Jones from uh the <laughs> like they all went over the fence right. from the uh, sandlot and shit. Oh, <laughs> James
1: Earl Jones or a homie the clown. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, last, uh, story guys. Gotta go to the bonus round. Alright, so far, uh, Chris and Karen are one and one. Let's go to the bonus round music. music. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race in the bonus round against the race so far. One and one, but will they be able to break the tie? Who will come out on victory? We'll see. Also, bonus final to guess the race is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel's the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to Razor Bumps. Check out getbevel.com slash tbgwt and get your first month free at getbevel.com. That's g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l dot com slash tbgwt. Don't forget Nas is an early investor in the company okay a lot of you guys love some hip-hop and you love nas and you wonder what he's been doing well this is a way to support him okay Mm -hmm. valentine's day is almost here and many of you waited too late okay i'm gonna tell you right now the plan is you got about two days left a lot of these women ain't have no dates they will accept a late minute entry but you need to look your best you better you gonna want to be shaved up okay make it make her an offer she can't refuse on the on so she can still, because she still want to go on facebook and twitter and take selfies of her dressed up and yep. talk about she went out on a date because to make the rest of these bitter women mad okay ah you, you see it all the time on social media I, I don't valentine's day sucks it's trash i don't believe in love oh you want to go out with me <gasps> And then next thing you know, she's taking (laughs) pictures. So just, you know, now's the time to strike and best to strike while looking your sharpest. Getbevel.com slash TBGWT. Sorry to give away the game, ladies, but come on. (laughs) You'll thank me when you're out on that date. Uh, Florida newlywed, 76 years old, confesses to shooting his wife in the butt because she wouldn't consummate the marriage. Wow. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that's the wrong kind of bullet. You want not near your butt.
2: Yeah, he definitely right. was trying
0: to. Uh, uh, I was,
2: was going to ask what he what was he shooting or with? What? what did he shoot? Uh, I don't. I but mean, yeah. I guess you know. know. Shoot your shot, shoot your shot, as they say on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You, know, you must want some ass. It?
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know there are plenty of bullets, like I said, but that's not the one she wanted in her butt. Seven
1: months after saying I do, seventy-six-year-old Florida resident Donald Royce was arrested after confessing to shooting his new bride in the butt after an argument over their sex life. Royce and his sixty-two-year-old wife were bickering because she refused to have sex with him. When authorities arrived at the home, Royce immediately confessed, telling police, "I shot her, and my gun is in my room." When questioned at the police station, Royce said he got married in August and had yet to consummate the marriage. Royce told police that he didn't mean to shoot his wife and was aiming for their mattress. The new bride is recuperating and calling the situation a nightmare.
0: Yeah,
2: of course he was aiming to shoot the mattress. Um, but that's
0: part what she was
2: wanting. Well, I was going to say, uh, it was shaky-ass old man from New Jack City hands. Like, yeah. you know? Like, you shouldn't be holding a gun at all, Pops. Uh I'm talking about shoot somebody i was aiming for the mattress oh, yeah man. yeah she was 62 man this is the problem with viagra you 76 man you supposed to be thinking about other shit ah,
0: you supposed to be accomplishing shit in life and doing all the shit that you didn't have time to do because your dick was getting you in all types of trouble but you're like nah me and my dick gonna go <laughs> at it forever i
2: want to be rid of the curse of wanting sex all the time by the time i'm ah, 70. Ah. i want like to be productive then
0: Anyway. start writing them novels and doing all types of
2: shit yeah i was gonna say props
1: to him for being able to get it up make it happen you know get it up
2: yeah see that's what i'm saying we look at sexuality completely backwards like no that we shouldn't have viagra anymore it shouldn't have been invented there was a time where you were gonna be able to finally be able to see life clearly Without these, like, I'm trying to get laid lenses. Right. Indeed. And men just opted out of that with Viagra it was like, nope, I want to go back to wanting sex all the time, making horrible decisions. Think about all the horrible decisions and time you wasted in the pursuit of sex, man. You, who knows what mm-hmm. you could be? You could be the George Lopez of ah! black people right now, but you had to waste some time going on dates.
1: Who is the George Lopez of black people?
2: Kevin Hart. All right, let's go. Let's get these guesses of the race. Uh, Karen,
0: oh, um, white.
2: Karen's going white. All right. What about you, Chris? I'm gonna go white. All right. Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Not sure about this one. I'll go white. Black man with a quick trigger, shaky his gun in the bedroom. White, old white man, old black man to was stay with a pistol. Solid reasoning. Uh, All right, the correct answer is and Karen, Chris, you both got it right. He's white. Some people did miss
1: it.
2: Shot to the butt. and you're to blame. <laughs> what are you going to say, Karen? I'm sorry.
0: I said, yeah, this is the makeup for the dugger.
2: Yeah, he looks haggard.
0: Oh, he ain't have no business with a gun in his hand. Right.
2: Or a penis, even. See? Nobody <laughs> want to have sex with that.
0: Right. Come on, man. Right, and the thing is, when women get up, we shut down, and, you know, they trying to get us Viagra, and men having a fucking fit. And you're like, well, we get so old, it ain't the same.
2: 62 years old, she was done with the <laughs> sex, too. He should have went younger than sixty two, right? If he really wanted sex, and he, yep. well, he, he would need a lot of money or something, though,
0: right? Mm. you ain't got that. I, I
2: swear, that's really how old people break their hips. They just keep Come saying that now. it's because they fell down the stairs. Like, that's got to be the hardest part about breaking your hip having sex. Is like you then got to make it all the way downstairs and lay at the bottom and pretend that that's how you <laughs> heard it until your like, kids you get to your kids happen upon you. You know ah life alert i fell down the stairs uh we'll be on our way ma'am yeah we got another old fucker um uh, emergency ah. yep too much doggy style um all right guys last thing gotta talk about swords uh because people keep doing shit with swords so mm-hmm. sword ratchetness longest sound effect ever all right uh an 80 year old woman was shocked to learn that a sword was hidden in her cane during an airport search oh yeah of these old sword wielding motherfuckers and gave this gift to their grandma thinking it was cute and fun mm-hmm. and almost got hemmed up by the tsa or some shit well, i bet
0: she loved that cane too somebody was like here you
2: go grandma oh, and now she this cane. right now she got to travel back to florida with no fucking cane because of this nigga all right
0: you trying to be funny get grandma hemmed up
2: yeah she was stopped by tsa agents she was trying to avoid a vo- uh, border plane at myrtle beach International airport of south carolina The cane was x-rays agents discovered that there was a long thin saber with a hidden that was hidden inside uh they tsa spokesman mark howell told the sun news the woman had received the cane as a gift from her son and had no idea there was a sword hidden inside
0: and i i 100 percent believe that
2: yeah uh, it's
0: not
2: the strain. Yeah, uh, according to TSA people, they say it happens a lot. Actually,
0: holy shit!
2: People pick them up at a thrift yeah. store, and the sword isn't found until we X-ray it.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Because the owner that got it, my name even know it has one in there, or either they know but just don't give a fuck because they want to get rid of it.
2: Yeah, it's not clear if she will face any penalties for this. By the way, all right, man. I hope not. I mm-hmm. hope not as well. I think we can all agree uh listen chris thank you so much for doing the show bro thanks for having me guys always a pleasure no problem guys if you go see chris uh you know chris where, where are you going up at man where, where where can they go see you
1: uh all over the city man all over new york i usually post the dates on my calendar whenever i got stuff coming up and uh, hopefully uh, a couple of festivals in the spring and uh, we'll see We'll see what happens with these other things, but I'll, I'll just post everything as it comes.
2: And where is that calendar at?
1: Calendar's at chrislamberth.com. There we go.
2: Mm-hmm. And check out his podcast, too, the Birthday Festival. There's some of the best interviews in the game.
0: Yes. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun ride. And for those of you who have never seen Chris live before, his very favorite dime, if he gets down here or we get a chance to go up yeah. there, we would love to see you again because I know it's been a hot minute. Yeah. But. I can truly say it was a treat to see him live. Yeah, dog.
2: he's so funny, man. He is hilarious. And, I mean, I gave him double middle fingers because he was talking about jokes. Ah. And I said, that's me, nigga, that's me. And then he was like, bitch, get the fuck out of here before I kill you. Yeah. And then uh, I, I will
1: s- do that when I, <laughs> I don't fuck around you
2: guys. I said, oh, I'm I part will. of the show.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's when somebody needs to do a viral video where they fake a, a comedian killing somebody like Aww. somebody like oh fuck you nigga and they just pull a gun out and shoot him
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a, so like, for scout for yeah, the comedy
2: yeah let that, that like before you clear up that it is a hoax like it'll go viral on TMZ for at least a day before you have to be like no one got shot guys but that would be Not awesome pretend. right like you but the thing is no one in the audience can be in on it you see what I i'm mean, saying only only like the good. person that gets shot and the comedian can be in on it together cuz then it'll go yeah. viral cuz people be like, "Oh my god! There was a shooting at this comedy club." You know, anyway, just an idea, Chris, if you need to go, you know. You feel free to use it. Uh all right guys, we'll be back uh tomorrow. Uh until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah.